0: Let me do the intro and yeah, Yeah. we'll go from there. I don't know where we're going to start. It's fine. Uh, (laughs)
1: Okay. While you you do the intro, because I always start laughing for no reason (laughs) that makes any sense. I don't
0: know why either. I don't think it's that funny. Hopefully.
1: It's not. It has nothing to do with the intro being funny. It's a perfectly (laughs) I just have this like weird Pavlovian response where I start cackling.
0: (laughs) It's the, I think it's the high school response. It's like, everybody be quiet.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, Yeah. first, yeah, exactly. I'm
0: Okay. (laughs) This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. Tracy James, and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are well off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Alex Cook joins me to talk two very different movies about uh, family uh, with The Incredibles and Interview with the Vampire. Welcome. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. I'm
1: so excited to be here today that I actually remembered before you emailed me that I was recording a podcast in the near future. That has literally never happened before.
0: I know. I thought you were replaced by a pod person. So just, just warning you, I'll ask you some secret questions about your history. And if you get any of them wrong, I'll know the truth.
1: I think when I expound at length about an interview with a vampire, it will become very clear that I am who I say I am.
0: (laughs) You're, it's huh. gonna be it's gonna be twenty minutes on glorious man locks. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even at the top of my list, but it is. On list. <laughs> oh god, yeah. there's so much, so much. I must Amazing say, years. like, I, oh, I must goodness. say, like, rewatching both of these movies, I like them both for very, very different reasons. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, 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 they're like. Oh, my God. I mean, Incredibles is Pixar. You've you got to love a good Pixar movie, right? Sure, but intervi- It's a
1: particularly charming one.
0: It is. Um, and then Interview the Vampire is just so gloriously 90s that you're just like, yes, got to just
1: yeah I let that roll
0: me. all over you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about it, which y'all will hear about <laughs> okay. in a little
0: bit. <laughs> um, I don't even really have a segue into this one, but like, Let's, I guess we'll start on The Incredibles that came yeah. out in 2004. My first comment in all capital letters, like I'm screaming at myself, is I love the music in this movie. That's my first yeah. note. Love everything yeah. about
1: it. It's the complete package. Like, <laughs> the story, the characters, the <laughs> the animation, like, it's all, yeah, it's all fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's so beautifully done that it's just like, advanced, like, 60s-esque civilization with this you know 24th century technology magically and the music is a combination of like oceans 11 and james bond and it's 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 kind of like spy but superhero and there's kids and family drama it's all the good stuff
1: yeah, no, it's true. It's just like a perfectly like little polished gem of a movie. And I love it to death. And I had not seen it in a really long time. And it was really fun to rewatch it. <laughs> it's like, because there are parts of it that I quote all the time, like, friends of the show, Mike and Leah, and I like, you know, yell at each other about capes on the regular. But then there was other <laughs> stuff where I was just like, Oh, I, whoa, I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was a nice, uh, nice little refresh to have a
0: reason to watch it yeah talking about the capes actually i was like watching the cape scene sort of (laughs) hit me slightly differently this time because i remember the first time watching this and times after i think the cape scene is just funny right you're like no capes um and edna is great and but she's adamant about these no capes and she like sends says all of the incidences where something went wrong but imagine like these like dead bodies happen because of your bad design and I'm like you know she like dreams about this at night it is it has kept her awake for years she's never making that mistake again it's it's cruel and dark
1: yeah she's not interested in being tactful at all she just like whatever crosses her mind comes out her mouth but she also like cares extremely deeply about her people obviously
0: obviously yes
1: (laughs) also I don't know if disney pixar has like a merch line of masks that are designed by edna mode but if they don't like first call me and then do that because it would be like a license to print money
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's such a great character i love her She's
1: fantastic
0: and i love the fact that like her voice is just brad bird um who is the director of the movie and they were looking for someone to do it and he just put in like he just did some yeah. audio, and they're just like, well, that works. And he's like, okay. Nobody could
1: top his scratch vocals, so yeah. he ended up doing the voice in the movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, she's fantastic. She's probably my favorite part. The scene where she takes Helen in, and she like, in the camera, and she just says, Edna Mode, and the guns come out, and she sort of pauses, like, and guessed. <laughs> yeah. I aspire to be that level of asshole.
0: <laughs> See, my, okay. favorite, my favorite part with her is actually when... Um, uh, when she's crying and Edna's just like what is wrong with you she starts smacking her with like the newspaper you know you're a last girl you can't cry you have to show him who you are and she you know she was right like like you say like it's very clear she's she says whatever she wants but she clearly very much cares about these people yeah. and their life and they're like don't be a pussy about this. Get your shit together. We know who you are. You can do this. This is yeah. an
1: extremely solvable problem. So get on that. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no. She's like the queen of tough love. I love it. It's so great. Yeah. Also, it's like the super suits for. The- <laughs> like he literally asked for a patch job, and then suddenly she's made like suits her. For- I presume she's never met the baby even. So like. What did she ask to see a picture, and then was like, "Okay, well, you don't have anything interesting to tell me, so I'll just try to cover literally everything all at once in a onesie." Like, okay. I mean,
0: she does meet the baby in the second movie, and that whole sequence is fabulous. I must admit,
1: I know I watched the second movie, but like, I got nothing. I think I really? watched it on a plane. <laughs> like, oh, I just felt it's—I don't know. There was some sort of mind wipe that happened because I couldn't tell you a single
0: thing that <laughs> happens in it. So. I actually won't be spoiling me if you talk about it, but also I won't really be able to contribute. I have to say, this is one of the few, like especially animated sequels, along with like Shrek and um, Despicable Me. The second Despicable Me movie is great; the third one not so much. Um, But like the second Incredibles movie is legitimately like a really nice, good follow-up that has like a good story and it actually starts right at the end of this movie so like they're in the parking lot and the the i am the underminer like that whole it starts <laughs> right from there yeah. i love and that guy always, i love that guy that guy's amazing ridiculous ridiculous story yes. <laughs> um and so so there's a scene where the family goes somewhere and they leave the baby with edna um but you know, and I was like, I don't do babies, no, but then she does babies, and then, of course, the baby, like, mimics people, and all that kind of stuff, and kind of, like, makes her hair like it, and makes the face like it, and it's just, like, a mini her, beside somebody who's already mini, and it's just adorable.
1: Yeah, well, they waited a really long time before they made the sequel, right? Like, it was, like, almost yeah. 15 years, I think. Something like that. If this was 2004, and the sequel's been out for a couple of years, like, yeah, it's cool if you could do that with an animated movie because you don't have to worry about the aging people into strange, creepy, smooth versions of themselves or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, Incredibles two came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah, that was a good fourteen years. Yeah, that's so a very long time. It's
1: nice that he waited until he actually had something to say.
0: Mm-hmm. But like- I, I think, I think that's what a lot of sequels need because a lot of companies and stuff like that are like. You know, the movie made money, make another one right away so we can make money. And then the right. second one is shit because they haven't thought yeah. of a story, they haven't figured out what they're doing with their characters. They're just like, here's something, I think. You yeah, know, it's
1: a spaghetti approach, right? Just like throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. And sequels mm-hmm. typically don't. Or especially if especially also because if you release a sequel right away and it all it makes money, even if it's terrible, it's more likely to end up as a series, right? So mm-hmm. Then you get stuff that happens, like you and I watched the Mummy together not that long ago,
0: and like it's awesome, it's awesome, it's awesome. Oh shit! Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, the first two are amazing, but that uh... exactly. And then, nope, no, exactly. Yeah, nope. nope, nope. (laughs) I hate, I hate when it hits that nope. You know, like you should have just stopped while you're ahead. Just, just let it, just let it be. You know, yeah. The
1: foreshadowing of badness was in the end of the second one so what oh. if you read the omens and just <laughs> bugger
0: off what in between they made the scorpion king movie and that made money and that was horrendous as well but oh, whatever yeah
1: well you yeah i haven't actually watched them i've watched some like little clips because you just told me not to do that and i believe <laughs> you because you know you're an expert on
0: these yeah. things. It's too short for shitty fourth movies and bad franchises. Yeah. Uh, Some people take the bullet for other people. And this is what I'm here for when it comes to film. Okay. Appreciate you. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. A lot of times it's just like, I'm like, no, you don't need to see the rest. Just, just leave it. Just walk away. It's over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, like, even with, like, movies like that, where, like, you want to see more, you want to know what happened to these characters, all the time I'm really, like, if they just do a one and they're done, I'm happy because I'm like, now they can't ruin it, just, just leave it, just walk away. I'd rather have lingering questions than shitty answers. Yeah, it's true, because when they start answering stuff and you're just like, that's fucking stupid, now you've ruined everything.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, also, this is, like, why fandom exists, (laughs) so. You can get your questions answered in a variety of fashions that have nothing to do with a filmmaker who's gone rogue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I think that's what they should do from now on. Just make a movie. Let the fandom go wild. Pick one fan's story and make that instead. It's usually better than whatever an executive or whoever is going to come up with. So it's fine.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. It's true. There are
0: fewer (laughs) committees of people with money involved in fandom. I think <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I think that's actually the hardest part of it. It's just that, you know, like there's lots of movies and stuff where people are just like, it's not going to make money, but here, we'll, we'll give you some pocket change so you can fill out your dreams. Say you made a movie, then it makes a ton of money. And then they're just like, well, look at all the money we have. Now we get a word. And you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> just, just let it be art, just let it happen yeah so yes develop new talent
1: don't torture the
0: current talent to
1: try and recreate Um, something that can't be recreated
0: but this but i think this is the way the entertainment industry works in the first place it's like it's so hard to find somebody to take a chance on something But when they do take a chance, then they ruin it because they're like, whoa, it's this thing. So everything has to be like it or we have to like jump on the bandwagon and then it just goes downhill from that point.
1: It's true. People like weird stories. Like Mm -hmm. they like being presented with something they would never have thought of in a million years. Yeah. I mean, we could all, if we sat down at a keyboard, probably write a Fast and Furious movie. It might not be good, (laughs) but we could like pick up enough of the cues from the others to like put something on paper that could technically join that franchise. Mm-hmm. Say this as somebody who shamefully has actually never seen any of those movies, even though I really like terrible family storylines and also things that go fast. So probably, yeah. probably <laughs> if I ever do, I'll fall down a giant rabbit hole. It'll be terrible.
0: But <laughs> yep. what, what there's like, I think there's 10
1: movies altogether now, 11, I think. Something like that. Now? I don't even know. But like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, like, you know, there's like, with- there's a certain number of beats that you have to hit in a franchise or in like certain genre movies. But if you manage to just like step outside of those specific, like trope salads and just like come up with something bizarre, people tend to be into it because they're just yeah. like, what is this? I like this I, or I hate this, but I feel about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it happens pretty regularly where you all of a sudden just see, you know, the same kind of movie come out, you know, for five years in a row. Because one somebody made one movie like like this and then now everybody has to do it that way.
1: Sure. It's... And all cultural trends follow that a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Every
1: female singer for five years has sounded like Ellie Goulding. Why? She's terrible. But anyway, like <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's a public opinion. That shouldn't be a public opinion. I'm sure she's lovely, but also,
0: yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah no yeah. people can be nice people and you still don't like what they do
1: she's very talented in what she does i just I hate it and i don't need everyone to try to do it and then do it less well That's mm. like, it's like guns and roses karaoke man like axel rose doesn't always do axel rose earlier or re- very well so like why are you doing it don't do that
0: yeah else. do you <laughs> just anyway. do just do whatever it is you do people will How like Why do we it? get into Fine. a
1: defensive indie filmmaking on the back of the incredibles is what i want to know
0: um we just to talk about sequels. Little... It's fine.
1: That was a, sli- a strange slide <laughs> sideways.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a thing I'm, I really like about this movie too is how like the setup for the story is so complex and so tight and so well done that within the like, first 15 minutes, you're just like, you're fucking in there. You're just like, yes, this is so, because yeah. you know, with like, the old footage and you meet this the main superheroes you're going to be talking to and then you know the whole cheekiness with his car and he's and the the banter between uh mr incredible and Elastigirl. girl you know it's like it's like yeah, i'm a little busy tonight don't be late <laughs> <a prior>
1: engagement. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that whole thing and then you know then there's bomb voyage the best <laughs> the best villain name ever course that it made me snort yeah <laughs> yes and then there's and then buddy shows up and you're just like look oh. all the pieces for your story in 10 minutes Johnny. yeah but it's so good
1: yeah yeah but also like I know because like when I was sitting down to watch it I looked at the length just sort of out of curiosity and it's almost two hours long which is like pretty intense for a kids movie and then so the setup of the movie is interesting because as you say it yanks you into the world really really fast but also like the first half hour solidly is like is all set up and it's all the family and it's all the normal life and like they don't get to sort of like the meat and potatoes of the actiony bits really until quite a distance into the movie unusual, like right like and, yeah they do have something they have bursts of action like in the sort of retrospective bit but they don't like all the running through the jungle stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. It doesn't start until quite late in the film. Comparatively. Yeah. But like, despite the fact that it, it's all quote unquote normal stuff, when you get to know the family and you meet them, it's such a great and believable dynamic between all of them that you're not, you're not bored. You know,
1: I, one of the things that I had forgotten about this movie is how aggressively they need marriage counseling
0: (laughs) yes so
1: (laughs) i was sort of sort of watching it just like yo what are you guys doing (laughs) like to each other to your kids what is happening and then yeah obviously they like pull it together but
0: (laughs) but whoa (laughs) yeah and i think that's that's kind of the whole point of it because like like even um what's the daughter's name like when they're on the island violet Violet, yes Uh,
1: i love the kids names so much oh dashel dashel's right like yeah like the fast one is dash and the invisible one is like a shrinking violet Violet. and the one who just can't settle on a power and has decided to go for a smorgasbord is like a jack of all trades like i just Mm -hmm. it's so simple and not even that clever and great i love it
0: <laughs> i do love the part where when you first meet violet and like the cute boy looks at her and she disappears and she's like he looked at me even though she like she wasn't there technically but
1: she, was he was literally looking at the shrubbery because she had just vanished yeah <laughs> i
0: thought it was awesome yeah. yeah
1: violet is awesome and i wish that i could pretend that i was as cool as her but i think that actually in my heart i'm more of an ass <laughs> the drama really speaks to me where he just like lies down and it's just like everything is terrible
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know i have a feeling i'm more like a jack jack to be honest <laughs> everybody's like oh she's totally normal and then she freaks out and does weird shit yeah i think that's about right
1: <laughs> i mean i'm not sure you Achieve that level of chaos but
0: no not the same level like exactly. I, I don't I don't turn into flames and stuff no
1: sure although I guess he's not that chaotic unless something's going down so that's mm-hmm. fair yes. oh, yeah, he's a baby he doesn't yeah, an emotional recognition yet.
0: yeah I think I'm, I'm pretty good at being normal for the most part ish or mm-hmm. or wait pretending I'm normal until it's too late and you're my friend and then you're just like oh my god what have I got myself into I think, I think i'm there don't play poker with tracy folks <laughs> <laughs> gonna win uh but yes no like it's i just love their family dynamic is all i was saying like i just think it's like it's believable and yes they do need marriage counseling but apparently their marriage counseling is beating the bad guy so and protecting their kids yes
1: i mean there are worse things to you know yeah, it's interesting. It was kind of, thinking about the dynamic between the two of them, um, especially because the sequel was made so recently. Like, I sort of wonder if the movie had been made, if the first movie had been made when the second movie was made, would they have had that same dynamic between the, like, between Helen and Bob? Because it's such a, like, like, the movie has that, like, weird 60s spin, but it's also, it's a very, like, traditional, patriarchal setup where, like, he just, like, wants to live and do his fun shit and she like is holding him back and blah blah blah. like it's like a kind of a weird like not the best dynamic really because like she has to be like the bad guy all the time so she's not happy and he can't do what he wants and like I'm wondering if like if they had yeah if it had been a more modern movie if they would have stayed away from that because it was too traditional or if they still would have gone that direction to sort of
0: Uh, To be honest, I think if they made that movie now, um, they would have flipped the roles like Mirage would have been looking for Elastigirl and Elastigirl would have had no I think quote unquote syndrome would have been looking for Elastigirl and what's her face the and Mirage. Would yeah. have been like the one in charge. They would just like flipped it around for a second, yeah. Just to be like, no, 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 the dad's gonna stay home. But the thing is, I think they would have still made her like not the Punisher, but more like the the serious one. Uh, and well, in, honestly, that's kind of what they did in the second movie. What am I talking about? Um, because in the second movie, they left, they left him at home with the kids. And she was taken and she went somewhere else and was like, oh, we are going to bring superheroes back. Therefore, you're going to be like our poster girl for it. And she was the one who got to do like all of this stuff. Um, Whereas like, so like the dad was still like, I don't know how to do anything. And she was just like- like yeah.
1: Even though she's doing all that, she's still like handling all the emotional labor of running the family, because men can't possibly be competent in their own households. That would be weird. If that's
0: just crazy. Um, <laughs> but I think part of that has to do with the first movie already existing, because they've already well, sure, of course. set up and that just, dynamic.
1: It's not... It doesn't benefit anybody to just, like, flip something for the sake of it and then ruin the characters you've built.
0: Like, that's foolish.
1: Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. But yeah,
0: I think the first movie would have had that flip if it was done now I compared so to too. 2004. I think
2: so too.
0: Um, I don't think it would have, I think it would have been just as good to be honest. Yeah. Um, either, either one being taken and one thinking one's cheating and then you find out what? You're just being a superhero again? That's against the law. I've got to save the day. I think it just would have been great.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it, yeah, they're beautifully drawn characters so you can make them You can put them in different situations and they'll still go,
0: right? Yes. That's sort of how that works, ideally. And yeah, that's true. The character designs are really nice. Um, I must admit, I did prefer his blue suit over the red suit, to be honest. I really like that blue suit. Hobo
1: pajamas. The hobo Crazy. pajamas. I loved the and hobo that pajamas. <laughs> I was, I laughed so much at the the what this hobo suit thing because I'd forgotten about that. And then when she referred to them as hobo pajamas, not only was I cackling, but I was like, I'd just gotten home from like two months at the cottage and I hadn't done laundry, and I was like, oh, I'm also wearing hobo pajamas. Like <laughs> I feel you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was. There was some out. I was cackling at that whole exchange,
0: you're like, "I'm there. <laughs> I know about this. This is yeah, what's happening." I feel, I feel yeah. like it, dude. <laughs> But I do, I do like, I do like the designs. I like the suit designs, like for like all the characters and stuff. Like even with like Gazer Beam and stuff. Like when he's going, yeah. he's gone on the computer and you see like what they look like. And he's going through all the different. I was like, oh, yeah. they're well, they're like really the cool. They're very cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. They don't. They really don't miss a trick. I mean, Pixar. But yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know how they were able to just like do this automatically because like I'm going to say this. Um, I hate Toy Story. I'm just putting it out there. I hate everything about the characters. They are horrible. Um, So I never got into it. So when Pixar came up with movies after that, I was just like, fine, whatever. I'll watch it. I was surprised like they were just like so good. So yeah, like it just like it kind of like blows my like it just seems that somebody came in here was like, you know, let's think of these stories in a different way, not just like, how do I put this like, so in Toy Story, you have the toys a new toys introduced, everybody's jealous, but then they like him and then they get rid of the other one. Fine. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the reasons why I hate those toys, because I'm like, so you spent your whole life with this other toy who knows whatever. And I'm not saying to alienate the new toy. All I'm saying is, why would you throw your old toy out the window? Because you think he's done something wrong and you won't let him explain. It
1: just made no sense to me. Caring is not a finite resource. Also, I can't dispute anything you say about Toy Story because I'm putting it out there that I've actually never seen any of those movies.
0: I think you're fine. It's okay. Well, <laughs> I know you think that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact, like all this story. What is it? Toy Story Four. There's something about them being in a furnace and they're holding hands and they're like grown men were crying. And I was just like, let them burn. <laughs> <of> That's <this. laughs> such toys. a sensitive
1: soul, Tracy. I know. <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, I cry at long distance commercials, so I'm sure that those movies would ruin me. But also, I also get kind of cranky when I know that my heartstrings are being tugged like in a super manipulative fashion. So you can uh-huh. never know. Yeah, so
0: you must love Up then. My God. I
1: actually have not seen that one on purpose. Yeah. The yes. Toy Story thing was kind of an accident, but I <laughs> I remember when that came out it was when I was living at my old house and the, the twins that I lived with came back and he was like from the movie and he was just like, oh God, I just like sobbed for five minutes. It was awful. And he's like, not oh. a crier. And I was like, oh, if it got you that way, like, no, uh-uh. okay
0: i I will admit i saw that movie in the theater and i was angry because it made me feel things and i was like go fuck yourselves dudes like why are you doing this to people this is supposed to be a kids movie it's supposed to make me feel good even the ending of the movie people are just like oh it's such a happy ending i'm like no it's not that's so depressing
1: i Uh, i I mean like kids movies will betray you and as it is the generation that grew up with like bambi and shit like we should know this and yet we just like blindly skip into these traps holding a thing of popcorn and, like no no i'm not here for it there are enough time. allergic reactions to feelings in my house i don't need to be also watching horrible things
0: that yeah. are animated. i have one well two words for you bing bong hello from inside what? out no i what? also
1: haven't watched inside out oh. i I, you know, I got Disney Plus and then I immediately fell down like an awful procedural rabbit hole instead of watching like all the <laughs> beautiful animated content that allegedly I should be signing up to watch.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh it's on my list. <laughs> but also but, I hate feeling things. Why do I want to watch a whole movie?
0: It's about it's, feelings. Exactly. Well, yes. So like that whole story, like, yes, it's a it's a movie about feelings, right? But the reason why the movie is about feelings in the real world is also hard to take, but also the things that the feelings go through are hard to take. And you're just like, in the real world and in the imaginary world, everything is difficult. What are you doing? But it's it's beautiful. It is well represented. Like, just like how they decide to illustrate different aspects of not just like emotions, but also like like just mental capabilities and like memories and things like train of thoughts and like how memories are stored, how they're collected, you know, different types of your personality and your brain. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah.
1: I love that that is a movie that exists and I love that there are kids who are growing up like having these conversations, like having conversations and learning about stuff that they wouldn't necessarily be able to verbalize yet. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing. I think that's such a cool thing. Do I need that living rent-free in my head? Well. (laughs) DVD. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. If you're going to cry at commercials, you're definitely going to, like, use a whole tissue box per movie. Like, it's,
1: it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And, like, people who know me are always surprised, but, like, because I'm just, like, a sarcastic bitch most of the time. And I don't, you know, I always joke about how I have no feelings and I'm a psychopath and whatever. And then, like, the, like, slightest thing, like, animal, cute animal video. Like, it doesn't matter. Reading the news, like, forget it. I, oh, no. I get crying at reading I the have news. Plus, sympathetic tear ducks. So, like, if I'm watching a show I like and a character, like, wells up, I'm like, well, fuck, here I go. Like,
0: it's, <laughs> it's just, I, As I'm, like, it's eating boring. my popcorn, I'm like, bitch,
1: be crying. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, one of the friend of the podcast, Sean Archer's Delights is making fun of me for crying and <laughs> just, often go all, see all the Oscar movies together and like the lights will come up and everyone else will be like, that's great. And I'm sitting
0: there just like, ah, one minute, please. What <laughs> is an Oscar? Aren't most movies nominated for an Oscar are meant to destroy your soul? So I'm not surprised at that. Well, sure, but like I like to
1: think of myself as like a fairly like savvy person and I am aware of when I'm being manipulated, but like, God damn it, it still works. It's annoying.
0: It still works. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's like it's like hilariously easy to make me cry. Not in real life. That's almost impossible, but with like various media, it's just like, oh God, here I go <laughs> 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 It's embarrassing. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, I don't easy. Yeah, just- deep- disney movies in the theater for sure because i don't want to be sniffling with a bunch of six year olds that seems even less dignified than my
0: usual brand <laughs> <laughs> i i love seeing i love seeing those movies in the theater because it's always a parent that ends up crying not the kid and the yeah. kid's like oh look it's blue and you're like don't you don't you understand
1: but oh my this god this is so beautiful <laughs> yeah no i would if i was willing to consort with children i would 100 be that parent <laughs> <laughs> like, Look, here, have some candy and shut up for five minutes while I gather myself
0: I fully <laughs> saw Curious George in the theater and there was definitely a part where I was just like get back in nope <laughs> not gonna happen <laughs> nope Mm-mm. oh no yeah it's yeah I find a lot of animated I think it's just because everything is so cute in it you don't want anything to happen to it and then you know when something happens to it you're just like I want to protect you I love you
1: right but also yeah because it's because there is like allegedly kids movies you're not again even though we should know we don't know and we just blindly walk back into that trap like oh if it's a if it's acceptable for kids it must be fine for me but like a lot of those movies are great because there's sort of like a kid track and adult track right so Mm -hmm. like the stuff like you watch a movie that you loved as a kid as an adult and you're just like Whoo, i did not get a lot of the implications of some of those things like like i was I wasn't like a kid kid when the Lion King came out, but I was like youngish, and I remember watching it and loving it. And then, like as I got older, it was just like, good lord! Like if that was like if that was a live action movie, you would never let a kid anywhere near it. Like the storyline is horrifying. My god, people I mean, are like, isn't it? Isn't it Hamlet? It's Hamlet, isn't it? Yeah, well, with less whining, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Takes uh, your takes coming at you, folks. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so be- we think because it's like cute and aesthetically pleasing that everything's going to be fine, but often things are <laughs> demonstrably not
0: fine. I mean, to be honest, most Disney films start with the parents dying,
1: yeah. So,
0: yeah.
1: actually, yeah, that's one interesting thing about The Incredibles it's a two parent household is maintained.
0: Yeah, which is, vi- which is surprisingly exactly. rare for a kid's movie. It, it is, blows my mind. True.
1: I mean, which is annoying because that's like, it's such a hacky shorthand, whatever, mm-hmm. writing device to just be like, it's the same as like every action movie where his girlfriend got raped or murdered or
0: raped until she was murdered,
1: whatever, like. Or kidnapped
0: or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah but like, it's just like, oh, we don't really have to worry about motivation. We'll just murder somebody. Mm-hmm before the I'm,
0: well i'm sorry when you hit john wick they killed the cute dog so that guy had to die just
1: well like i
0: mean, I, I fully understood his rage and his wanting to murder didn't
1: things. he kill like 300 people or something? i haven't seen those movies either oh
0: why am i talking to you
1: it's <laughs> not a movie podcast i don't watch that many movies anymore so <laughs> i kind of like i I worked in a video store for like five years, from like I don't know, seventeen to twenty-two or whatever. So I watched like all kinds of trash that was amazing. But then after that, when people were like, "Hey, do you want to watch a movie?" I'd be like, "I guess, <laughs> like, whatever."
0: Whereas I'm still like, "Yes, watch all the movies." I've yeah. been watching and movies I continuously. Movies. I,
1: just, I don't really sit down to them unless there's a reason, typically. So yeah, and I mean, I'm even worse with TV. Working in TV is hilarious because everyone at work is like, "Have you seen like?" You know, you'd know the answer to that if I had, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I still love TV, as you know. And yes, I still watch TV. Surprisingly, I have watched very little new content during the pandemic, but. That's,
1: surprising. That's very sensible.
0: I guess maybe let's
1: less stressful. Everything is turbulent, and it's ang- like it's anxiety-inducing to like even go outside to like get the mail or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. There might be plague breathed down upon you. So, <laughs> having a yes. certain like comforting familiarity in the media you're taking in is like completely sensible. Mm. Like, I don't want any surprises. I don't want to accidentally feel something or like have something bad happen that I wasn't expecting. Like yeah. No.
0: Well, yeah, there's there's even like a couple of new things I tried watching and I was just like, that's just irresponsible. I can't watch this. And I was like, well, because what was it? It's uh, The Stand. Was it called The Stand? It was one of the Stephen the King Stephen ones. King one? And yeah. it starts with like a pandemic plague oh, no. that's very similar to this. And I was like, that's just irresponsible. I can't watch this. Even Alexander
1: you know? Skarsgård cannot compel me to watch a pandemic <laughs> mini series right now. That whole yeah.
0: concept can just fuck right off. Well, I mean, somebody was trying to talk me into watching it again, and they're like, no, 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 that's that's really just the first episode or two. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, because everybody dies. Yeah. And it's just like, it's the people who survived. You think the fact that everybody died with, like, a pandemic isn't going to, like, come back? And it's one of those things where it's like, like, it was so intense that it was like, as soon as you saw somebody cough, you're like... (laughs) That person's going to die. The next scene, you saw them. There was, like, shit falling out of their face. And they're, like, crawling on the floor at walls and stuff. And you're just like, dude, what are we going through right now? None of that.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I don't The Walking Dead either. I don't really do post-apocalyptic scenarios. I
0: just. Yeah. <laughs> it's the last season of The Walking Dead. And I feel like I should go back and just watch the end. Because I definitely put, what, like, five years into it. Uh, oh. Then I gave up. And now I feel like I should just watch the end of it. I lasted
1: one season with that show, and I thought all of the characters were knobs, and I was fine with them getting eaten, and so yeah. I respectfully declined to watch anymore. <laughs> like, oh, this like wiener cop guy is the main character. No, I don't,
0: I don't know. I I think the reason why I stuck with it so long was that I read the comic books, and I was like, I got to see if they do some of this stuff because some of the shit in that comic book is twisted. And if you think what they did in the show was twisted, you have no idea. Oh, my God. And I didn't even read the whole comic series. I only read the first six or seven trades. So that's what, like, 35 issues or something, um, which only gets you to, if you've watched the show, it gets you to the prison. Um, But yeah, yeah. You know, um,
1: in each other's faces in prison, I'll just watch Oz. Yeah,
0: <laughs> good show, by the way.
1: That show, I did go all the way through. <laughs> Like, what am I doing with my life? This thing is bananas, it is.
0: <laughs> and also, when it was originally on, I was way too young to be watching that, but every once in a while, I'd be like, turn on TV, Ugh, yeah, it's on, done.
1: <laughs> I binged it later on but I was kind of like, at a certain point, I was like, I have to keep binging this because so much happens in every episode that if I wait three days, I'll have forgotten five plot points and they won't bring them up for three episodes and then I'll be like confounded and horrified again. Like, yeah,
0: no, just like, no. No. I love deep shows like that, but it's true. Like when you have too much that you have to like do research after, like, wait, I know this thing means something. What was it again? You gotta like rewatch six episodes to be like, oh, that goes back to, this. oh, and then this episode, oh, that's what they're talking, oh, my God, that's so
1: cool, you know? Right, yeah. and that, that show in particular, the body count was really high, so, Hi. like, there'd be all this stuff happening, and then you'd get, like, three episodes later, it's like, oh, God, they knife that guy in the throat, I completely forgot, God damn it, like, yeah, no,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> it's a lot.
0: It's a, a lot. lot, Yeah. <laughs> um i started re-watching true blood because <gasps> apparently i'm simple or something
1: i love that show so much it's like one of my favorite shows except i still haven't seen the last season i started re-watching what at the beginning of the pandemic i've seen part of the last season but then i just somehow i fucked it up i don't know i have commitment issues and sometimes when i know a show i love is ending i just like don't watch the last season for a stupid long time because then it's like not over in my little squirrel brain mm-hmm. um yeah, Uh, I started rewatching at the beginning of the pandemic, and I never actually got up to the point where I had been, so I haven't continued. So maybe I should go back to that. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm just going to bring up Supernatural.
1: Don't talk to me about that. I still have three episodes left. Oh my god. uh, And I have had for like a year. What? Well, speaking of having an allergic reaction to feelings, I'm going to be like just roadkill
0: after that. You're going to be a- (laughs) you are going to be a mess after that last episode. (laughs) Okay. I wasn't yeah. even that invested in the show. And even that last episode had me like, no, no feelings. Like, no.
1: Every, every time Dean wells, I well. Like, I am just going to cry myself inside out when the thing is over. So I'm just mm-hmm. like living in this universe where I still have three episodes left. And I think it's three. And one of them has like one of my very favorite actors slash musicians of all time in it. I still haven't watched it because it'll be like inching closer to the end. And I just like, can't live that life.
0: Oh, I be- I believe it. I get it. I literally yeah. pulled it
1: up on Amazon last night because I didn't know what to watch, and I like sat there looking at the episode things for a minute, and then I was like, "No, I can't do this." <laughs> back and watch the trash bag procedural instead. Because at least wrap up their emotional crap in forty minutes or less.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this this <laughs> emotional crap will last for you with a I lifetime. Can't. It's yeah. fine.
1: I've been watching it since the beginning. I like can't say goodbye to my tv husband yet <laughs> not
0: ready <laughs> Uh, but did you hear they're they're doing like um another show it's like younger them it's like i can't teens.
1: even i can't even i'm not sure you want me to rant about this because i already have like a hundred rants about interview up. so <laughs> i'm not
0: okay.
2: sure you want
1: to go there
0: i mean i'll go there but like well can you sum it up in like five minutes
1: i can do better than that I can, I can, I can, I can just like say a thing and then move on. Yes. Okay. Jensen and Danielle Ackles are producing a show that is like a prequel show. So instead of focusing on the boys, it'll focus on John and Mary Winchester, their parents. This makes zero fucking sense. <laughs> there is no content there that could possibly make sense with the show's canon, unless they're literally just like being a housewife and a mechanic and raising two children. So I can't imagine this is going to be any better than the other Supernatural spinoff shows. Wait, they both had others? Well, no, they did two backdoor pilots for shows that they were planning to release and then they sucked so hard that you <laughs> have never even heard of them. Okay,
0: dumb. So The second yeah. one
1: had promise, but just they just didn't quit. The first one was like, oh God. Well, know, do you yeah. remember what they were called? The sec- The second one was the winchester daughters winchester sisters something
0: yeah definitely. it was like all the
1: ladies of supernatural that are still standing like um jody and like her like daughters like the the girl she's adopted and donna the other sheriff and like we love them but I, i don't know i don't know what happened to that show anyway but whatever so this prequel thing is insane because the whole deal is that don winchester didn't know anything about the supernatural until after mary was dead and Mary did know about the supernatural and she like, she came from a family of hunters but she turned her back on that when she made the demon deal that led to the whole Sam drinks demon blood and kills people with his brain thing.
0: So. Yes, first, just that, just that thing. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. the whole yellow eyed demon craziness. Like she, yeah, she made a demon deal. Her parents were dead. The demon, had they, the parents stayed dead and John Winchester was brought back to life so they could have a normal life. Except obviously that didn't pan out. <laughs> but like no. at no time did they both know about the supernatural so like what is the point of this prequel show
0: mm-hmm. i don't have an answer for you so i don't yeah.
1: whatever they do it's going to be just like red retcon for days and i'll accept a certain amount of that in service of like a fun storyline but not <laughs> i don't <laughs> as much as i love jensen ackles and as much as i love the supernatural universe i have zero faith that this can be anything but a complete clusterfuck okay (laughs) i mean i'm 100 gonna be the first person to sign up to watch it Mm -hmm.
0: oh yeah you're gonna be there in priority yeah Mm -hmm. you're like (laughs) i "I sat i watched it i could tell you it's garbage done (laughs) walk away yeah or you could be like me you could just hate watch things that you used to love so it's fun I try
1: not to do that but yeah no that's the only reason i don't watch enough shit to be hate watching
0: (laughs) yeah that's why i keep watching discovery i oh it's so bad um but uh but lower decks is great so i don't mind watching that one i'm good
1: excellent i've heard good things
0: also currently hate watching jeopardy because What's his
1: stupid face <laughs> there? Isn't it uh, satisfying to watch his, his badly edit his opening monologue about how he's the new host of Jeopardy?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, on Friday, you're done. Boom. Yeah, yeah see you tomorrow. Nope. Nope. <laughs> got fired. Yeah. So, but yeah.
1: whole scenario was bonkers. Yeah. Speaking of the entertainment industry doesn't work very well. And, you know, decisions <laughs> by committee. Yikes, yeah. y'all. You are well, Sony. You
0: the can fu- do better than that guy. Yeah. So the, the funny, yeah, so the funny thing at first because I didn't know anything about him. It was the first time I saw him. When, I didn't know
1: anything about him. He was just like the weird guy smiley behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, Um. but the thing is he did like a good job when he was, you know, hosting for like temporary hosting and when people were bitching about it that he got the job, I was just like yeah sure it's another white guy but he did a good job what's the big deal and everyone's like lavar burton this lavar burton that don't get me mm-hmm. wrong I fucking love lavar burton right. i love lavar burton but he wasn't very good right well, so it's okay, like
1: so you know give him a very good shot because they put him on like the like they only gave him half the time he was being preempted whatever mm-hmm. No, no, I don't. I I don't actually think he should be the host because people already know and love him, and we have all this content from him. It Mm -hmm. needs to be somebody else who could make that their own thing. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. Give us
0: somebody new because we already have Levar and we already love him. Mm -hmm. And so, so at first I was fine, but then all this stuff came out about this guy, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, let's get rid of him. He's ruining. He's ruining the legacy." A
1: guy that's on the committee to, like, hire a new host who then hires himself is, like, not a guy you want to hire. That's not, like...
0: I don't know. I didn't know who picked him to be there. I was just like, oh, it's just gonna be that guy. Well,
1: they said, like, oh, he wasn't part of the final decision, whatever, and it's like, yeah, but, like, he went up for the job. If he doesn't get it, and he's still the executive producer, he's just gonna make life hell for everybody, because he's already proved that he can't be trusted. Like... Mm -hmm.
0: But apparently, according to stuff that came out, he was already making things hell for people. So Yeah, he had yeah.
1: a history of having to settle lawsuits for a toxic work environment. Like mm-hmm. this is not the guy you want to take over for Alex Trebek. I mean
0: Definitely not. Well, I'm so- su- I'm super happy that he quit after the first week because he's like, it's too much <laughs> stress. And then the and then yeah. now you're not on TV. The network, like, get out. So oh, and then they oh. fired him
1: from, yeah, from behind yeah. the scenes too. Well, they hired a minder who would like. Check on like he would just like follow him and make sure that his behavior was appropriate. And after like three days, she was like, "Oh no, this guy's got to go." Oh.
0: Like, the f- <laughs> I'm can't. sorry. The fact that they had to hire somebody to walk around behind you yeah. to see if you behave correctly is already a sign. Maybe this guy yeah. shouldn't be here. Yeah. So yeah.
1: no, 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 not not for one minute. Not at all. <laughs> get, him, get him out of there god
0: uh yeah. god yeah yeah so it's, it's been a real ride <laughs> it's been a real so apparently oh, what is it Maya is going to be there next week but she, but yes to filling supposed- in until they
1: find somebody but like ken jennings has also tweeted a bunch of like weird shitty like ableists nonsense and stuff like i don't think he's gonna get the job either i don't yeah, think he, he is been, it yeah. should have been his job to lose but he fucked up Mm-hmm. And didn't. But the, there's also
0: um, what is it, Buzzy Phillips or whatever, the other guy who likes the suits, does? the yeah. glasses. Wait, um oh, I don't know that. Well, he was one of the the champions as well. Sure. Um, he's like, what is what is his title? He used to be the winningest person. Now he's not the winningest person anymore.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, anyways, but he's been on since like forever. Uh, he mm-hmm. hosted the tournament of champions last year and stuff like that. Anyways. I think he would be a pretty decent host as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and because he's not like, he's like a Jeopardy contestant celebrity. He's not like a celebrity celebrity. So I think that would do. Also, if
1: he's smart enough to be on a record holding Jeopardy champion, presumably he's scrubbed his entire Twitter history by now.
0: Yeah, you would have <laughs> thought that, especially with like Ken Jennings being there and everything. But well,
1: hmm. that's, that's, yeah, it's like two, two of them. Have, yeah not ended up with the, the gig that should have been theirs. as well, people it allegedly should have been theirs because they just didn't they didn't hide the evidence of shit they'd said in the past it, maybe yeah. i mean just yeah the latest guy i think is a genuine dipshit i have no idea about ken jennings if he's learned his lesson or not but like
0: i guess we'll wait and little see little check, man mm-hmm.
1: if you just leave the receipts all out there on twitter.com people are going to come for them yeah <laughs>
0: So true. So true. <laughs> but you know, I'm gonna keep watching, watch all the drama, see what's going on.
1: Uh, I um I have cable, but I watched the drama in the media Yeah, I paid too much today,
0: good yeah. lord. I paid too much for cable, so I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Love yes. that for you. Love it. Every minute of it. Um <laughs> How I, think, is it I think we're off topic. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> I, we both love The Incredibles so much, and we just like keep ending up in the weeds. Totally but but this is one of my problems with with like especially movies that I really really like, is that I watch it, and like I take like five notes at the beginning of the movie, and then I sit there with my jaw open or smiling the yeah. whole time as I watch it, and then the movie finishes, and I was like, oh shit, I didn't take any notes. Okay,
1: yeah. I decided not to take notes specifically for interview because I was just like, no, no, I just want to like, I just like like turned all the lights out and I like was right. I was just like, I'm so in this. Mm-hmm.
0: Like,
1: usually when I watch stuff, I'm doing something else, but I was like, no, no, brain, we
0: will focus. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, no. I've sat down for both of these movies and focused yeah. very well. I was it was fine for both of them. Um Hold up. before we switch, let me let me go let me go through. The few notes that I have okay. for The Incredibles. So I already said I like the music. Oh, one thing I picked up, which I'd never picked up before, but when we first meet Buddy and he's trying to remember who his name it, what his name is, he first calls him Brody, which is a character Jason Lee played in Mallrats. Oh, yeah, Mallrats. Brody. So
2: yeah,
0: of course. I was just like, ha-ha, funny. Wrote oh, that man. He's like, such a whole
1: situation in this movie
0: yes he is i love everything about syndrome i must admit like the crazy hair the giant ass across the chest you know the the interesting shape
1: (laughs) it's so funny to me because like watching it because you know like the incredibles win because they're such a like tight-knit family and they like really have each other's backs and whatever and then Even just you see Syndrome and you see his hair and you're like, oh yeah, this guy does not have a single person who's trustworthy in his whole life. Like, (laughs) You're just fucking walking around like that and
0: nobody's been like, bro. You can accomplish your
1: aims without looking like...
0: He's super rich and owns his own island. I don't think anybody gets to tell him anything.
1: No, he's like fully Jeff Bezos going to space on a dick because nobody's like, um, dude, maybe you could not do that. Um, he's
0: better than jeff bezos he has hair mm. just gonna say it <laughs> at least elon musk who's
1: distributing what his I fortune I though i mean at, at least yeah.
0: elon musk was like i'm gonna get here hair-, hair plugs and grow them out so people won't remember i used to be bald when i was poor yeah but yeah jeff bezos just let it let it all go and like no he, time. yeah
1: but it's the same thing it's just like nobody was like can you, like how how did everyone look at that design and they were like it looks like you're jumping into design science no something
0: Honestly, I think the rocket designers are just fans of Austin awesome Powers. That's it. They're like, I love that joke. Let's do this.
1: Or they're not fans of jo- whatever. It doesn't matter. They knew what they were doing. 100%. They it's just have like, to. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. That was not an accident. There are other designs for rockets. We know this because we just saw Elon Musk do it. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, the point is Syndrome very clearly shows that he is forever alone because
0: even cool. Mirage isn't just like, bro yeah well one of the things i kind of like about syndrome even though this is like a big movie and he's like obviously a megalomaniac it's not about this movie is not about taking over the world
1: no this movie is not a small man he's a very
0: small man and he's just like you know a superhero made me feel bad when i was a kid therefore i'm gonna make sure nobody feels super anymore like that is it
1: giving well, access to life-changing technology is a completely valid aim. It's just a shame that he managed to get so twisted up about it, right? Like, yeah, that's the. the there's nothing. Yeah, like the goal is fine. It's just the execution is ex- is literally executions. Don't
0: do, that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that at all. <sighs> but I. But I also I also love the fact that he he makes a learning robot that is like a genius robot that can figure things out quickly but doesn't think he can be defeated by his own robot? Like that he quote unquote controls. <laughs> totally like-, <dark>. uh-huh. <laughs> like, how are you surprised at this? How, how sure. are you surprised? You, you taught it to be better than you. That's the whole deal. That's the whole point, yeah. yeah. So you like, yeah. you got actual super people to train this thing to be literally incredible and then you're surprised when you're just like in three seconds it defeated me because i'm not actually i didn't he didn't learn how to do any kind of tactics he didn't learn how to fight his knowledge
1: is all theoretical and scientific like Mm. that's one of the fun things i i find like when mr incredible first gets to the island that like because he's just been kind of like doping around right and like he seems incredibly incompetent because he's like listening to the police scanner and all that jazz it's like oh yeah he's like big and strong but he's like not that good at this and then as soon as he's actually tested it's like oh no no he's an excellent tactician he's not just a strong guy like yeah but he's, yeah he's kind of like he doesn't even have to dust it off he just like jumps straight back into that mode and just, yeah. Like, some crazy nonsense and,
0: yeah he's smart he he know, knew yeah. how to track he knew he had tactics on how to, to attack yeah, this robot no, he, he you has know the
1: brain for that and yeah syndrome's never actually been in a fair fight so he doesn't have any sort of he's never had to learn the things that he would need to actually be good at what he was doing.
0: Exactly. Which exactly. Is good because
1: we want our supervillains incompetent, frankly. But <laughs> that's really the important. best way to defeat them. Yeah. That scene, <laughs> the scene where the whatever thing is uh is back in the city and they're trying to defeat it with the like syndrome's wrist cuff that gets knocked off. Mm-hmm. I was just like face down in my pillow howling with laughter at the like. <laughs> slapstick garbage of it where he's like trying to get the claw and like she keeps pressing the wrong button and he's just like uh, what uh, uh, don't, that one the other one and I was just like this is like I'm now a five year old just like cackling at the chaos.
0: <laughs> I love this stupid Yeah. Well and I think like I think that aspect of it kind of puts you in a place where, no, they haven't been doing this for a while. They need to brush up a little bit. It's going to take a little bit of time, but they're Those still smart. The they have figured members, right? out something
1: it's like they know they don't know how their kids work with their superpowers because they haven't let them explore them. So it's just mm-hmm. like I really love the scene after the the plane where like the mom is yelling at Violet to put up the force field and she completely chokes and then. Yeah. Ellen is just like, I'm sorry, that was my bad. I should never have asked you to do that. That was unfair. And that was like a shitty parenting move. And I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. Look at you modeling good parent behavior.
0: Yeah, what but two, but but you have to remember, like two seconds after that, um, mm-hmm. she was like, when she's leaving the cave where the kids are,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she's like, Um, so you're gonna have to use your powers, and she's like. But you were told us never to use our power. She's like, I know what I said. And she yells again. And you're just like,
1: oh, yeah.
0: Ooh. I know this is a pressure moment, but still like, oh.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, no, but that's the thing is like, it, it's so it, it reads well because it reads real because you can like the whole first act is you can like palpably feel how frustrated both of the parents are mm. and you can feel the kids like trying to figure out where the boundaries are. Everything they do seems really real because they have very human reactions to things. You know, like she's not gonna be completely chill when she discovers that she's like walked into a villain trap and her kids are with her. Like obviously she's gonna be freaking out and they have the ability to defend themselves, but they don't really know how to use it and that's her fault. So you know she's gotta be like pretty messed up about that too. Yeah. Right. Like Mm -hmm. if she'd just like take them to a field and let them like get their yayas out, she'd have a better understanding of like how to work with them and they'd have more confidence and like how to be safe in a shitty scenario. And instead she's just like completely not prepared them for what they might have to deal with and then she has to like leave them alone in a cave
0: well i think also the part of that frustration is the fact that she gave them specific instructions that they ignored and then ended up somewhere they weren't supposed to be in the first place right so now instead of just having to worry about herself and finding her husband she has to worry about herself she has to worry about her kids where she's leaving them what they're gonna do they can't defend themselves and she's supposed to find heck? her husband
1: also, her baby is with a complete idi- imbecile babysitter, <laughs> which is like worrying. I love that girl; she's so funny because just like she was already over her head before anything
0: manifested. <laughs> yes, yes, she was. And, like,
1: bless her heart; she's trying, but she can't even handle a baby. Never mind.
0: I love that Like when they get in the, the car after all and they, they get all the messages from I'm her. You just listening to the voicemails. <laughs> yeah. I am totally freaking out. <laughs> uh, but I also love the fact that well, uh, also on the DVD that is included is you get the whole Jack-Jack story. So you see what was going on and why she was freaking out and stuff, which is just phenomenal. I love totally it.
1: Totally legitimate. Yeah. Oh God. The baby is insane yes <laughs> yeah yep I think yeah. you've got a normal kid said you end up with hellboy
0: yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i love jack jack but jack jack upset is a terrifying thing no absolutely terrifying so complete
1: agent of chaos yeah no <laughs> no 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 thank
0: you uh, i don't even deal
1: well with regular babies so one that can like spontaneously breathe fire or turn into like a lead weight or whatever like mm-hmm
0: too I'd rather, much. No. I'd be like, I'd, r- I'd, I'd rather,
1: rather be running through the jungle and anyone who knows me knows I do not.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't run either. No, Unless I'm no playing a sport. A bus. Oh, no. <laughs> Even when I'm about to miss the bus, I'm like, I look at my watch, but yeah, I'll take this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. No. I hate running <laughs> for the bus. You know, you always get there and you're the last person on and then everybody's staring at you and you're trying to catch your breath and you're like, I was just
1: oh it's totally demeaning I,
0: yes it's it's horrible right.
1: but i perpetually am like seven to ten minutes late for everything so sometimes <laughs> i have to run for the fucking bus you're I'm much better than i am forcing to wake
0: yeah <laughs> uh you i must admit seven to ten minutes late much better than me which is usually around like 20 to 30 minutes late i'm, I'm a horrible <laughs> person yeah. and it's probably because i like i should have run for that bus but eh, take the next one <laughs> That probably explains it all yeah
1: maybe maybe
0: <laughs> um so another thing in this movie was i put a note i could use a trip to a tropical island because i was fucking jealous i must admit yeah yeah The like murder bots, but yeah like I, I mean yes a tropical island without murder bots would be lovely well. um it, but like mimosas with palm trees i can do that 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 works for yeah. me Yep, down for it bit. yeah um and my last note is i don't know why this does like they murder a lot of people in this movie a lot of people That's legitimately die
1: yes oh my god yes that was something that i probably especially like i mean they kill a lot of people in general like buildings are falling and all that stuff but mm-hmm. also on the island all the guards and those funny saucer things mm-hmm. you like See their face, and then you see their thing like smash into a wall and blow up, and it's
0: like, yeah, yeah, that's I what know. I mean. Like, like I don't mean like the abstract, like the building stuff. So you know. like you just assume people are in there. No, no, no. Sure. This is like close up, blown up. I just saw your face. Like they're sure. bad guys. Like I mean, they're using a machine gun against kids. Like okay, yeah. fine, but holy, they're like minions. they're not even
1: in charge of anything. Yeah. Because and usually it has benefits, it. benefits because good grief!
0: Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that part. What if they have families? We have families. What? Yeah, well, they don't have bodies. They've probably been disintegrated in the explosions. It's fine. Uh,
1: <laughs> Syndrome is the type that offers a co- comprehensive benefits package, or does he just like recruit minions who don't have the sense to?
0: I feel like them. he offers it to them and they sign some paperwork, but then he accidentally loses it or he like people come to get I don't know. it i don't so. know he wouldn't
1: want he wouldn't want to be drawing attention. and angry widows tend to get airtime
0: well was true or maybe he like steals youth from the street and trains them in a way that nobody misses them and that's it
1: i mean he seemed ill-equipped to handle jack jack but maybe i mean everyone's ill-equipped to handle jack jack so i guess i mm-hmm. should probably that maybe he has also kidnapped additional urchins for his mission of evil or whatever
0: yes totally possible yeah but yeah but yeah i was shocked about like how much close-up murders <laughs> oh, there some were in this
1: very explicit death that yeah in the movie. Yeah. yeah well because
0: even but even like syndrome at the end he has a cape he gets pulled into his own turbine and you're just like oh i forgot about how horrible that is and blows up his own plane and you're just like yeah jeez I know that joke came back around, but
1: God, it's oh, a lot. He didn't come back around.
0: <laughs> no, he did not.
1: No, no. <laughs> there's actually. So <laughs> I said I'd been watching watching some trash bag procedurals, and uh, my new favorite one is nine one one
0: um what are you talking about trash bag that shit is amazing no I, I, can't, even, I can't even say it straight yeah I watched that shit that shit's awesome
1: we'll <laughs> talk about this later because I have a lot to say but um there's that episode with the guy that gets pulled into the jet engine thing but he's oh yes because the golf clubs go in first so they just like start like unscrewing stuff and just like fish him out of there in one piece <laughs> and it's just
0: like all the firefighters standing around is like how come he's not <laughs> yeah I love that show
1: so much but also also having watched somebody be retrieved from one of those i was like oh i wish i didn't have like a real life vision of how this went down right at the forefront of my brain oh my
0: god yes
1: <laughs> because Ooh, that's a fine dice friends and i'm not into it <laughs>
0: uh yes um me watching 9 one is the, this is the first time I've publicly admitted to this um please please be nice to me <laughs> I'm so excited yes yeah um yeah Angela Bassett her current career is just eating up scenery and giving people attitude and I love it I'm here for it I'm down so-
1: I saw it on, I can't even believe that this is actually true, but she's 63? Yeah. Like, her character is, on the show is 50, and I, like, never even thought to question that.
0: No. I, How- I'm i actually surprised her character on the show is 50. I would, would have thought her character on the show was a little bit... Like, I know she's, like, a mature, like, she's been in, like, a cop for a long, she's got kids, she's been married, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but I didn't think 50. I was thinking maybe, like, 40 45 to be well, honest because well,
1: the whole deal with her husband is that she had her kids really late right that's why she mm. married michael yeah but so she was like already pushing 40 before she had kids.
0: or no oh is michael. that what the timeline is oh no, yeah yeah that just, would make sense because her daughter the oldest 30, is going to university yeah, yeah. She'd be like her mid-30s yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah so at so. some point in the show they make a reference to her being 50 and i was like oh okay and then i saw that and i was just like
0: ah! yeah that's, How come she
1: gets to look like that? I
0: know. Like, you but it's just
1: too afraid to come after her because, like, I would buy that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: She <laughs> probably just turned around and be like, Excuse me, you want this to crack? I don't think so. done. <laughs>
1: yeah. Not happening. What do you think you're doing? Go away. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love everything she's doing. It's a great. I watched, um, absolute joy. she was in Gunpowder Milkshake, um, which is. Eh, but every like she she doesn't even do that much or say that much. But every scene she's in, you're like, yes, yes, this is what I am talking about. More <laughs> of this.
1: That's, well, that's funny. Yeah. yeah, she was the main reason I w- started watching that in One One actually because, I mean, anyone who's ever met me knows I'm obsessed with horrible cop dramas and whatnot. But like. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, it gets increasingly unethical to be, like, engaging with that kind of shit, right? Because, like, Mm -hmm. it is propaganda. And, like, I'm aware of that. I'm, like, media savvy enough to know that. But also, like, it's kind of shitty to support a lot of this stuff. But so I was like, oh, I need another, like, show to, like, you know, just, like, popcorn show, whatever. And then I was like, all right. Angela Bassett is, like, not only a star, but an executive producer. Like, I'm pretty sure if she signed off on it, there's not going to be any funny business here that I need to, like, (laughs) with. And yeah. And then now I just love it
0: tiny pieces. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for me know. it's it's that one in the rookie. I don't know.
1: I watched the first season of the rookie. I think I haven't watched it since, but that's a good thought. I should mm-hmm. look into that.
0: Yeah, if you want like popcorn procedural, here's one. Well, now they're
1: bringing back the original CSI with only the worst people, which is hilarious. <laughs> to <me>. I, thought,
0: <laughs> I thought I thought I'm like I thought that was a fever dream that I saw an ad for that. Okay, that's oh, yeah. legitimately happening. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah. This sure. is a little bit like the Winchester spin-off where I'm just like, I am your exact target demographic, and even I am just like, oh, you guys have lost a
0: fucking lot. What is like, this? What are you doing? Not necessary.
1: What, what now? Anyway, I'm excited
0: about it. <laughs> of course I am. Yep. Of course you are. Right yeah. up your alley. Boo
1: boo. Yeah. Yes. Straight um... bank, the terrible procedurals. <laughs>
0: uh but uh those were all of my notes for the incredibles yeah. um i definitely had a smile on my face watching it the whole time laughed and cackled yeah. it was amazing and this is why i don't oh. have any notes i was too distracted by how good it was no it's a beautifully
1: beautifully created film and like why would you listen to us talk about it when you could just watch it <laughs>
0: yeah go watch it it's awesome <laughs> well,
1: i did have one comment there's a i think it must be it's like a tweet that went viral or something it just like pops up and random headlines every once in a while the whole thing about like how mostly like every disney mom has an absolute dump truck ass
0: yeah that's booty for days there's
1: that scene where she like helen like puts on the suit and then she like looks in a mirror and it's just like kind of like puffs at the size of her butt or whatever and i was just like oh oh god
0: um (laughs) if you didn't pay attention she kills like two people with her butt yeah yeah because there's a scene where she's like stretched between the doors and like one door yeah. opens and her like her back half comes forward and she like knocks like six people over yeah no that that is booty for days that's literally killing people yeah. jeez
1: yeah for yeah. a tiny stretchy white lady she's got to, uh, she's got some junk in that trunk. mm,
0: mm-hmm, you know what I mean, but uh which is surprising because if she stretches some reason the booty don't go away I don't what. I don't
1: know. Yeah. That's right. Get right. it, girl.
0: Get it, girl. I mean, her husband is like five
1: times her size, so it's probably good she's like substantial.
0: That she uh-huh. can stretch that way. She can yeah. reach all the points. Wow,
1: this just got really troubling. Okay,
0: <laughs> you know, if you Googled enough, you're going to find that imagery so, somewhere. I know
1: better than to Google enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. TVN art has its place in the world, and it's not with me.
0: <laughs> oh deviant right. arts gotta um, love it do you mind if you- oh do
1: you i don't anyway whatever i prefer my existential horrors in the written form as opposed to to the-, so <laughs> the visual form, form? yes <laughs> yes thank you now my imagination is plenty vivid all manner of horrors
0: um <laughs> so anyways uh <laughs> since we got into some inappropriate territory i guess we're gonna just talk about interview with the vampire mm. yay we did it um i i don't know when the last time i watched this is to be honest um I don't
1: either and it's like i love this movie so much i don't think i've seen it like in at least 10 years
0: like, oh yeah for me too yeah
1: you started off talking about the incredibles with how much you love the music that's how i felt about interview because like really I, well so okay (laughs) for those of you following along at home i have a lot of big feelings about this movie (laughs) i was a huge ann rice fan from an inappropriately early age so (laughs) this yeah it was kind of a big deal for me but yeah like i used to have the soundtrack that i would listen to when i was studying and stuff and like i loved the movie and whatever i had beef with it but i loved it and like as soon as that first music started there was just my like part just gave this like happy little shiver and I was just like
0: oh oh yeah <laughs> to be to be honest except for the closing song <laughs> I cannot think of any of the music in this movie like it's just not
1: no that's fair yeah
0: and I watched this last night like it's not like I watched this like a week ago or whatever well, I watched it last night
1: I mean there's the soundtrack which is like a lot of a lot of very emotional violin of course mm-hmm. a variety of fashions and tempos um but also like all the scenes of like you know playing the pianoforte and all that stuff like that's it's a big you know Claudia eating her piano instructor and Lestat like <laughs> Love you that know scene. soundtracking yeah. his own death rattle and all that stuff like it's anyway whatever it doesn't matter I don't know that it's like particularly extraordinary it just like grabbed me by the heart and just like whipped me back in time to being a teenager who was completely obsessed with Anne Rice. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so you guys all get to join me as I like (laughs) romp through the wonderland of my teenage feelings here and I'm not even sorry.
0: (laughs) Like, re-watching this movie, like I I remember the interview part and all that kind of stuff, but and I remember like 90% of the parts of this movie, but also for some reason, i forgot the like stopping in between like the kind of slightly choppiness of it because there's lots of parts yeah. where they just like stop and they're back talking to christian slater and you're like you know and then it jumps to another part and they're like oh and 30 years went by and you're like really 30 years we're skipping 30 years you're not jesus like what are you fucking talking about what, what? Yeah, that was, back.
1: <laughs> yeah that was one one thing i was going to comment on especially like I mean, we were talking a lot about family dynamics with the Incredibles, and obviously that's a thing we're going to have to, like, address in this well. uh, Yes. <laughs> therapist, paging literally any therapist in the universe, please. Clean up on aisle everywhere. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, one of the things that they didn't establish very well in the movie was how long Louis and Lestat were together before Claudia came along. And it really, like looking back on this with adult eyes it was kind of like oh man this is like even more like this appears even more fucked up than it is and it is plenty fucked uh, yeah. because they didn't really like that it, it's it, it all seems very immediate even though they like literally quote the years in the film so it's like oh no it's yeah they were together for 30 or 40 years before you know they, they'd had this like incredibly long relationship before it was failing to the point where they needed a you know makeup baby or whatever but like it sort of they sort of didn't
0: address that so it makes everything even crazier like i absolutely agree because like like at first it was like they were together for like two years why do they need claudia and That's then you the realize you're like oh no it's a lot more than that yeah and, and it, it i mean
1: lou is an incredibly unreliable narrator and like yes you can tell that from the movie you can tell that from the original book but obviously like if you've read the rest of the series it you know <laughs> Lestat spends Lestat spends a lot of time calling him out and he's not entirely wrong because is just like the Morrissey of vampires and he's always mm-hmm. like up his own ass whining even though bless his heart I love him um <laughs> but uh yeah, no, it makes sense because it's like, oh, yeah, he, like, made this rash decision and then he's been, like, you know, this guy's been, like, dragging him around town and he's mad and then all of a sudden everything, I don't know, I don't know. They were lovers for 30 years before anything, like, actually broke.
0: Yeah, which, yeah. And then Claudia came along and then that was another 30 years before yeah. they killed Lestat. Yeah. And then I don't know how long, it was just Claudia and, um... Louis, Louis. Um, but long. yeah, but they like they went to Paris and they were happy for they no they stayed there for a little bit, then they went to Europe and then they ended up in Paris, and because they were searching for a while and then that's when they so I was just like, is that a year? Is that five years? Is that like? It
1: wasn't very long because Louis was turned in 1791, and he, I feel like. Claudia dies around 1860 so no but that's still like would have been but, that's like, almost. they were like Louis and Lestat were together for like 30 plus years and then no they were together for almost 40 and then Claudia is over 30 be- before she turns on Lestat so mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of time in there
0: when it was just the so like it's them. like five years maybe okay yeah. yes yeah, that was the thing that was getting to me is like it, there didn't seem to be a consistency on the like time. They they like throw
1: up little post-it notes of what year it is but then they don't like kind of fill in the gaps that make it seem like that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, oh. Oh God, this movie. <laughs> so, yeah. So this movie came out when I was I just turned 13 and I couldn't I, I really loved Tom Cruise before this uh-huh. I was like I watched Cocktail too many times I whatever I was like into it and I was super excited that he had this like crazy movie coming out and I really wanted to see it uh but I was too young like I couldn't see it in the theater I was 13 I was not even 13 yet so you know whatever um and there was the whole thing with like Anne Rice being appalled that he'd been cast. And I was like, oh, that bitch, like whatever, that's crazy. Like he's the best. And then so because I was like obsessed with this thing, but I couldn't see it. My friend a friend of mine bought me the book of Interview with the Vampire for my 13th birthday. This is why I remember this so clearly, like the specifics, because it was like, Yes, you are about to turn 30, here. Happy birthday. Yeah. And as we discussed in the Heathers episode, my parents, bless them, were very concerned with what I was watching, but not what I was reading. So <laughs> Down the rabbit hole, I merrily strolled. Um <laughs> but I remember like I read the book and I just like absolutely fell in love with it. And it was like that was like the dawning of my goth phase, which I'm still <laughs> not recovered from. Yeah. Being a goth is like being an alcoholic. You never all the way get better. You're always gonna be a goth, I think. But uh but then I remember what when I when I watched the movie the first time, I was just like, oh. Oh my god,
0: why did they cast Tom Cruise in this? This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're telling me is Tom Cruise... Because I was going to ask, like, how do the characters, like, shape up to the ones in the book? So I guess Tom Cruise did not do a good well, job. Well, so here's the thing. He, I, he
1: actually did do a very good job. And especially given all the, like, weird rumors and all the craziness that surrounds, like, Tom Cruise the person... Yeah, i feel like he really like put himself out there for like how incredibly like floppy and effeminate he was
0: in this movie because yeah, like, this movie like, is excessively homoerotic like
1: like, I, like yeah <laughs> i remember like watching this movie, and my mom coming in and just being like what in the gay hell are you watching like
0: <laughs> what is that? like like this the scene mm. when he um first bites louis and it's just like there's lots of moaning and they're holding each other okay and And i was like i was like what is the flying thing but yes well i mean
1: so the reality of it is that like like the subtext is just text basically in the book like they are lovers i mean they don't they're not like banging because they don't have any blood flow and so Mm. but like they are, like, in love, basically. That's, like, how that works. If that falls in love with Louis, that's why he, like, you know, whatever, brings him over to the dark side, but, um, but yeah, it, yeah, I don't know. Tom Cruise, like, did his best with what he had, and, like, this movie would have been, like, a scenery-chewing horror no matter who was in it.
0: Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, but, like, all of them just step out, and they're just like, I'm gonna chew scenery, chomp, it's chomp, like, chomp, it's the intense. whole thing. It's super intense.
1: I think Kirsten Dunst is, like, the most restrained person in the whole movie, and she was 11. So, like, I mean, good job, everyone, you know, do you. But I remember, like, yeah, I remember thinking at the time, like, oh, I'm really glad they cast Brad Pitt. Like, he's perfect. He, like, he rocks the, like, yeah, the sexy vampire locks and that, like, manicure that I find really attractive for reasons that, like, I don't even want to do, but, like, yeah, like, He's perfect. He's beautiful. And when he's, like, just doing his, like, quiet thing, he's, like, no perfect. And then anytime he tries to emote, it's just, like, oh, dear God, please stop. That scene after he eats Sandy Newton where he's, like, standing in the doorway and he's just, like, yes, I'm cursed. Dumb. Like, your master is the devil. Like, Do you have marbles in your mouth? Like, pull it yeah. together. It's is a big deal, sir. Yeah. Awful.
0: Well, I have to admit right before that scene when Tandy Newton is pleading with him about how the slaves want him to come to the like slave quarters and how they miss him and stuff. And I was like, um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that's definitely uh, like iffy as shit. But like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. It's trying to make a point that now it doesn't make. But yeah.
0: Well, like, I think my problem is, is that like right from the beginning, they call him uh he was like I was young I was only 24 you know uh I was already a plantation owner and blah 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 and I'm like aka slave owner like that's that's the first thing I thought and and I was just like I don't feel sorry for this character automatically now I'm like you're an asshole you know yeah 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 there's no
1: getting around implication yeah. well the
0: um, the thing is is even like quote unquote good slave owners were still slave owners like yeah they were like a like, good slave owner just didn't beat everybody all the time they only beat right. like one person a day and they made sure they ate something like sure and it well and know. like
1: it's entirely possible that like you know like those scenes are weird they're weird they because they're meant to be but like you know they though like she is a slave and he is the man. but also like they probably grew up together in that house so they would have a relationship that wasn't just like a serving relationship mm-hmm. but also like yeah they took it too far of like the whole thing with you know trying to get him to, i yeah it's, it's 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 never gonna go well and it's interesting because i don't know if you've read it but they, they're doing a new series i think it's AMC oh is doing a series okay and uh Anne Rice is involved somehow and her son I think is like an executive producer or whatever or, like he's and is writing it so like they they're actually involved in this one which is good. Um, but they just cast Louie and he's I don't know I think he's mixed black and white. He's definitely not white.
0: Interesting.
1: <laughs> and I am fascinated to see what happens. There, because how does the store like? It's going to completely change the story, and he's still like he's still going to be a plantation owner, and that is like you know that was a thing. But <laughs> are you googling right now?
0: Oh yes, <laughs> You're oh a- yes. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Um, they but don't. Yeah, have- I, I believe he's mixed black and white, which would make absolute sense if he was going to be playing a Louisiana plantation owner, but.
0: Like, how does the rest of that work? Like, well, and this is and this is the problem. Like, I understand wanting to include people of color and all that kind of stuff in this, sure. but if you're gonna start off with somebody being a plantation owner in the 1700s, uh, that's no. white people bullshit. So it's not
1: though. That's the thing, actually, and that's one thing that's like that I know because I was a crazy and Rice fan. it's like that's the thing that she wrote about about like she has a novel that she wrote all about like the free people of color who were like an entire class in louisiana right Uh you know they were like the white slate like the white plantation owners would have like separate houses with mistresses in new orleans and they were basically like they signed basically like prenup they signed like marriage contracts effectively and they had children and there were like you know, it was like a whole seg- section of society that was like fancy proper society but was not included in white society. It was just like a whole mm-hmm. other thing, right? So actually there were a lot of mixed plantation owners who
0: like... But sir, wasn't that what they were they sort of hinted at a, I'm sorry to bring this up, Bridgerton where they had like, a, you know like a queen right. that was married to like a white man but she was black and they're, you know, the The duke was like a mixed guy and blah 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 but they made comments throughout it saying they they put up with us but you know we'll never be one of them they there was like two comments in the whole show about
1: i didn't i didn't i haven't actually seen bridgerton but um on my list but i haven't got there
0: you really don't
1: have to it's fine i know i mean (laughs) i kind of feel like I, but anyway it doesn't matter but yeah no i'm sure that that's the thing is like that was I mean it's always happened but yeah there was like a in louisiana in particular there was like a whole subset oh, okay people, they had these relationships that like
0: um so just so you know the guy who's hired to play louis is jacob anderson um i looked up his picture and i'm like he looks he's- super familiar he's the guy who played gray worm on uh game of thrones he's oh, yeah, a very attractive yeah.
1: man i on purpose didn't watch that but he is very fetching it's true mm-hmm. but he it's is just is gonna be fetching. interesting to see like how that because like this, the portion of the story of interview that takes place in Louisiana, that's not going to change very much because, like, a Creole land owner is a Creole landowner, and they yeah. don't, like, it doesn't matter particularly what color they are, I don't think. Like, I mean, it, not that it doesn't matter, but, like, it's not going to raise any eyebrows. But when he goes to Paris with a presumably white child, like, how the fuck does that work? Or maybe exactly. they're going to have to cast Claudia also not white because
0: otherwise, like, I <laughs>
1: <and laughs> France ain't ready for that
0: I don't think well I mean to be honest even within the movie it was a grown ass man with a little girl who were having uh, what looked like to be a little too much fun together Um, like they come across inappropriate like the whole thing comes across inappropriate
1: And it's the whole yeah the dynamic is super squirrely in the movie like the whole thing with like Lestat bringing her a doll every year and it's just like she is 30 like Mm-hmm. but also somehow she never put it together that she was never going to grow up like yeah I don't know they were all nuts
0: but I don't I don't think the fact like I don't think she never thought she was going to grow up I think she came to that realization that she didn't, they she didn't would really realize the yeah the implications yeah and then it it got to a point where I think as, like throughout it like she calls louis um her her love my beloved or whatever right um and she's in love with him yeah. but they can't Sometimes. they can't be together because she isn't an adult um and yeah and it just it well, gets very no,
1: can be together, questionable
0: though. throughout the whole not not on screen cuz i mean theoretically as vampires yes in they, real life, when you be, see a child with an remember, adult, no.
1: <laughs> well, no, they can't act like a couple, but they can be in public because everyone just assumes she's his daughter, but I remember at the time, because Kristen Dunst is, like, about my age, and, you know, everyone thought, oh, Brad Pitt's dreamy, and, like, she kept getting asked in interviews about,
0: like, oh, what was it like? Oh, she, she was, was grossed like, out by it, him.
1: yeah. And she was just like, he's old! Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> He was like in his mid thirties, and she was eleven. I'm like ew. Yeah. Actually, both steep. Yeah, because if you think about it too much, even the implications of like the filming of some of those scenes, and like just the world they're in as well, fictionally, you're just like it's all icky. It's all it's mm. so
1: it's so demented. But, like, it the like the whole family dynamic there is just like a mess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I liked how they handled the kissing scene though, with him like lying on the railing. So it's like everyone is super clear where all of his limbs are every moment of it. And like, there's just no, like, there's no like cozy. It's like literally just a like baby bird in and out. Like, uh-huh. so it, it like, it makes sense for like the emotion of the scene, but also like nobody's touching anybody more than absolutely necessary. <laughs> exactly. Like,
0: exactly. It's
1: stylish It's like a really stylish way to just be like, no, no. As as icky as we can make this, let's do that. <laughs>
0: Huh. It's true. I don't It's know. true. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Cause the yeah, that whole it's a whole squirrely
0: nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, because like like I found myself grimacing at that whole sequence. Like when they first find her of the plague house and then Lestat dance with her dead mother and stuff. Oh my okay, god. Ew, which There's was uh, the old lady yet. Yeah. There was there was a lot in that scene and then he says that line and you're just like you just ruined it that was just pure camp um but <laughs> still- I love her like I love her transformation like when she drinks the blood and whatever and then her her face changes and the hair gets I, stuff and she's when like
1: I, I have some when alcohol? that happens yeah. to Louie when the blood disappears I was like I hate this what are they doing that makes no sense there's like that's not what. what did your face just like suck in the blood like some kind of like spa treatment what the hell <laughs> and I remembered when Claudia I was like oh yeah yeah okay yeah. exactly exactly I will I will grudgingly accept this filming choice because that was pretty fucking
0: badass but also idiotic <laughs> yeah. um but yeah like that scene I totally I don't remember what my point was gonna be sorry <laughs> no no it's okay but anyways I just thought that scene was very cool and stuff Oh yes. So like when they first change her and she is like legitimately a child and she's like, what's going on? I'm going to be insolent and blah, blah, blah. Cause I'm going to do whatever I want. Fine. You'll like her. She's great. But then all of a sudden it's like 30 years and she's talking like an adult and she's holding on to them. Like she's an adult with them. She's dressing like an adult, but just miniature. And yeah. you're just like, I just remember starting to like grimace more and more scenes that she was in because it's like oh mm, this is making me uncomfortable I don't like it I don't like you it can, you're basically
1: watching it fall apart right like, yeah yeah it makes sense that family dynamic could never have continued no. because somebody's always left out of it and like she's well stat taught her how to be perfect and ruthless so she's gonna be perfect and ruthless and if she thinks he's holding her back she's gonna try and kill him
0: mm-hmm I do enjoy how ruthless she ends up being though and she's like I'm just gonna murder this motherfucker like just yeah. die yeah
1: yeah luckily she was incompetent at it
0: but- <laughs> yeah cause I was, I was like my first question is like why would you throw him in the swamp just burn him like you said burn first just
1: you can't just done. have a pyre in downtown New Orleans as they learned it burns down half the fucking French Quarter when you knock over a lamp yes <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah Not he's everyone like, has a giant backyard where they can just toast a body, Tracy. Come on now.
0: Don't you? I thought I mean psh.
1: there there is there are no giant backyards in the French Quarter. <laughs> it's an extremely compact place. <laughs> Beautiful. Amazing. Full of adorable courtyards. Not a lot of places for unrestricted fire.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Um why do I agree? I've never been there. I don't know. I can't verify.
1: Well, we should work on that.
0: But yes. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of like what my first trip is going to be when I'm allowed to travel again. I know technically we're allowed to travel, but with all the shit on airlines and I don't want to sit on a mask for like 20 hours, like you no. yeah so I'm gonna I, wait a bit longer.
1: I'm not there yet, but the milestone birthday I'm not currently acknowledging that might be sneaking up on me. Uh, I'm When oh, yeah. it's safe again. I'm gonna book a friend's trip to New Orleans, so you should come
0: okay yeah mine was last year and we just ignored it it was fine
1: (laughs) i mean i'm probably gonna ignore it this year and then pretend later when it's safe and louise no it's it's technically underwater or plague oh that's probably a good thing (laughs)
0: they're having a bad time but Mm -hmm. yes yes yeah or i mean you could get turned into a vampire or you could become a witch that lives forever according to tv shows and stuff so it all happens down there
1: yeah, no. It's a it's a spooky place even without all the actual supernatural stuff,
0: so. Yeah. I'm into it. It's my my qu- I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you want to live forever? Like ignore the the vampire part. Like you don't have to suck blood, you don't have to like sacrifice yeah. goats or anything. Would you want to live forever? I'd like the option.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah i get that because that's the thing is like unless it's some sort of like insane curse situation if it is that like you become a supernatural being or whatever that you like if you decide you're tired of it you can
0: always dip out (laughs) right i mean i guess yeah i mean it depends on on what it is like because i mean like death becomes her they literally can't die right yeah whereas like
1: i I mean i'm not gonna trust (laughs) that scenario (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'd rather not have to spray paint my hands back
0: into well, color. that only hell. happened because they killed their bodies that yeah exactly
1: it. no 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 i i'm classy as shit that situation would be <laughs> that would totally be i just but like the Vambars, day after i trip over 100% i would because like mm. yeah especially like and rice vampires because they can like go underground and not be around for long periods of time and then just like claw their way back up I'm like oh this seems like a fun new century all right let's check it out let's do this yeah 100
0: do that yes I don't know yeah. if I'd want to live forever like I think I think I'm in the boat of if I'm the only one who can live forever then no but if I can like bring a friend along or something well, yeah then yes
1: yeah an eternity of solitude is different but mm-hmm. yeah but yeah if you can have companions or whatever like I don't know which segues really well into talking about Armand. Oh, yes, Armand. Oh my God. Is, I yeah. knew it was bad, but when that fucking Morticia Adams wig showed up, I was alone in the woods in my cottage and I shrieked at my laptop
0: like a fucking angry banshee. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I I had no what? words
0: for... The... like. So I, I do have one question though, because... After looking at this and him saying how old he is and, and all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Does the length of their hair match their age? No. Is this... No. Okay. Because, okay. So in Donia Banderas' character, he thinks he's the oldest vampire out there and it's like by his butt. Okay. Yeah. No. Then you have Louis, whose hair, who's lived for like 200 years and it's at like his shoulder. And then you have Lestat, who's been around for maybe 250, 300 years, and it's mid-back. That's... I'm just asking. Just asking. No, because yeah. Claudia proved
1: when she had her little Tenedo rebellion fit that uh, that her hair just went right back to where it was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Alright. Leah had long hair when he was alive, so presumably Armand was walking around like that even before, before he was... Before that? Yeah. So oh my god okay can we I, I have to rant about the aesthetics of the whole theater of the vampires thing because okay okay before we get there
0: what was with the deal with the one guy mimicking um louis oh, before armand shows up like what was what was that whole thing about
1: the dipshits are gonna dipshit is okay that's, is that's it i think so i don't think i mean any strange vampire showing up is going to be cause for some alarm but
0: i think he was basically just hazing him so okay just checking because I, I was I sitting there think, very confused it's like what is this I don't this about?
1: think it has big plot implications if that's okay. what you're asking
0: all right no yes.
1: he was just like poking him because he could um and it just kind of was illustrating that like you're like I uh, don't he was that Armand was not exactly surrounded by the cream of the crop I suppose
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah like oh God that fucking wig just like killed me because so in the in the books Armand is quite an important character in several books and he's like he's from the renaissance and he is like a teenager he's like a beautiful 17 year old boy who looks like a Botticelli angel like he's got green eyes and auburn hair and it's all very specific and
0: that is not what is in this movie
1: no and I can see that you know in a big budget Hollywood movie coming off uh, Brad Pitt kissing a literal child that they're not gonna just like (laughs) make you know make it seem like he's now thirsting after a teenage boy because like that's a lot
0: to- a little too much yeah <laughs> a
1: lot to come to grips with. so it cast an adult great it cast antonio banderas great he's like a snack okay fine sexy accent the grown-ass man fabulous but then but then why did they make it look like that he's a very attractive man and they let him wear a Morticia Adam's wig and it was awful and then anyway whatever doesn't matter it's still you can still see the chemistry like at least they did that and the like almost kiss thing like apparently that was the actors that was like in no way part of the script and they just like there which I like because like for the year that it was made to have two like big marquee stars like Brad Pitt and Antonio Banderas like at least acknowledging the gay shit even if they weren't kissing was like kind of a big deal
0: Yes, I agree. So, definitely, definitely. And like, yeah.
1: and yeah, like props. Like the director didn't ask them to do it. They were just like, yeah, this is like obviously a thing that should be happening in this scene. So they like mm-hmm. went ahead and did it, and that was cool. Um, but yeah, it's really hard for me to like get on board with that whole storyline of the theater stuff because it's just like the aesthetics are so bad. Like yeah. that whole creepy eyes wide shut shit with the naked girl, and they're all wearing like sad sequin capes from Spirit Halloween, and like. With- <laughs> Like this this movie's budget was immense and you gave all these men these like beautiful manicures but you couldn't find velvet that didn't look like it was like a literal trash bag like, come on
0: yeah
1: i was just uh, yeah i was yeah like, that whole like i was having some production. struggles with that scene
0: oh i, I believe almost,
1: it i almost texted you and then i was like no save it for the podcast <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't at the level of rage I achieved when we watched Dracula and I was just oh. like
0: spamming you. It was just like,
1: what is this bullshit? Leave the scenery alone. What did it do to you? Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yes. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, <laughs> I sat there watching that whole like, we're putting on a play. We're, we're vampires <sighs> pretending to be human who are pretending to be vampires thing. And I was just like, I don't see the point of any of this. Like, even if you are actually human or whatever, there was nothing entertaining that they were doing on stage. There was nothing interesting. You're just like, oh, now she's naked and she looks legitimately scared. I mean, isn't that Could just like worried? the avant-garde theater story? Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. But I was watching, I, I was know. just like, none of this doesn't is nothing. Well, this isn't doing anything. I
1: mean, the whole, the whole purpose is to make us understand why Armand is so willing to walk away from them, right? Because like, they just don't have anything to say that anyone cares to hear. They're just like, you know they're just doing this like weird shitty pantomime of being vampires and like strutting around thinking there's sh- the shit when like there's nothing going on there right yeah, and, like, they're all, like, yeah.
0: which just, he legitimately like,
1: says like yeah loud, so. yeah but like they actually did show it before they told it which is good mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't do a lot to like build on the relationship between louis and armand like it's chemistry yeah. but there's not like a lot of relationship there which I feel like in the book there's a lot more reason for Claudia to be, like, going crazy with jealousy because he's, like, actually falling in love with this other vampire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's going all squirrely. And, like, in the books as well, like, Madeline is around for a while before they...
0: Oh, it's not just, like, the one night? <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. Like, like Claudia is making plans and she, like, yeah. she. I mean, it's the same, like, the same sort of emotional blackmail where she forces Louis to make her a companion. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it seems much more legitimate that he might actually leave her for like you know that he does want to be with Armand and so she needs somebody to like
0: to to be with her yeah keep her
1: life going <laughs> yeah um but yeah no the timeline is like massively sped up in the in the movie so yeah. it, it gets kind of crazy
0: yeah, I did feel sad for her because you're just like, look, I've made this big commitment. I'm going to become a vampire and live forever. And she's going to be my, my, my little girl, you know, my replacement yeah, for my daughter. And then three minutes later, dead. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, what? No.
1: I get why they didn't want to like, you know, bring her into it and make, you know, whatever. Like, I understand that from like a filmmaking perspective, but also mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. She's been a vampire for 20 minutes. And now she's getting toasted in the sun. Like, Yeah. A poor lady all she wanted to do was be a crazy lady who made dolls but <laughs> yes <laughs> um back to the aesthetics i want their dresses both of them that green dress that's oh the that green dress I is
0: beautiful
1: yeah i want i want i mean i don't even go outside anymore but <laughs> i don't care i'll just like miss haversham around my house in a green satin dress like that like <laughs> fine gives me
0: i love yes. it yes <laughs> Why not? You got to dress up sometime, whether you're going outside or not. Sure. So done. Mm.
1: Yeah. Find me on Zoom in my beautiful well, green silk ball gown. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward choking. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, the whole Paris situation is insane. In this movie. It is. I mean, yeah. it's, it's insane in the story, and then the actual filming of
0: it is just like cuckoo Banana But that's the thing. Like, I think the whole. Their whole time in Paris just seems so short compared to everything else around it. But it feels like something's missing in that segment. I mean, it has
1: to be short, right? Because as soon as they encountered the other vampires, the clock is ticking because they can't explain where Lestat is, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, they're in trouble. They're in big trouble. Suppose, yeah. So, you know, they, like... Yeah, they don't they don't get their honeymoon in Paris because as soon as they land, they're in
0: danger. Basically, well, I think I think I'm more mean in proportion to the rest of the movie than the actual like time period. You know, oh, like our timeline, not theirs. You mean? Yeah, like because like the time in, in New Orleans and all that kind of stuff just seems so long. Then they go to Paris, and then him wandering the earth after he like massacres them seems like it seems quick but still more than Paris for some reason sure. and then it's the end of the movie and you're just like wait something's missing something is missing in here yeah. somewhere no, that
1: makes sense that does make sense
0: mm-hmm. I mean,
1: yeah but yeah, also but as his- you said before the pacing of the movie is a little bit weird and some of that yeah. is like the interview framework the books like that too actually where you're like super engaged and then you're just like, wait, who's this Yahoo again?
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it well, works in I, Princess Bride, not in injury with the Vampire. It's fine.
1: I mean, it, you know, it does its job, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit weird.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd
1: forgotten that that was supposed to be River Phoenix when I saw the. Oh, yeah, he had died life. like the summer like, oh, before. Or something. like he he'd already been cast, and then yeah, they had to replace him. Oh, now that made it sadder. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to be, bring real death into the <laughs> festival of death. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although he would have been oddly young for the role, I feel. But anyway.
0: No, but for like an aspiring like interviewer who works at a radio station and has a cassette recorder, so.
1: it'll be fine.
0: Stronger intern vibes, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um I don't know yeah i have a i have a note here um when they when they turn claudia so this just turned into my two dads <laughs> oh yeah yes
1: yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i anybody who doesn't think that all of Anne rice's work is gay as fuck is just not
0: paying attention <laughs> like- yeah they're not well i mean in general like i was watching and i can't like Even like, you know, Bram Stoker and all that kind of stuff. Um, Well, technically in like the book Dracula, he only bites women.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But anyways,
1: but like being a
0: sorry. How narrow minded of him. Right. Um, (laughs) But uh, like The thing is, being a vampire and how you get blood out of people who whoever you bite is very sexual, no matter who who it is. So like it can't help like a man biting a man can't help but be a little, you know, erotic. But like, you know, when he's biting the women and stuff like that, it's also very erotic. Like, it's just yeah. it doesn't matter who it is. You're just like, oh, you know with their slow talking and their hair flipping and their eating scenery. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, ah, I'm going to bite you. Like, it's a whole it's a whole thing.
1: Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Brad Pitt rocked up on me looking like that. I'd be like, all right. Yeah, <laughs>
0: well, it's just. <laughs> Okay. guess this is this is how i'm gonna die because i yeah. am and just like, like let's go
1: my, my self-preservation instinct is not oh.
0: <laughs> this. mind you if if uh tom cruise came up to me dressed like that i'd be like i'm gonna get the brooding one over there thanks <laughs> i'll see you later
1: yeah you know? i imagine
0: that was a problem
1: in their marriage <laughs> Lestat does love to be the center of attention and uh yeah
0: Definitely, you definitely some, had somebody there taking some your spotlight. Some people
1: are, uh, some people are 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 more into Louis.
0: Mm-hmm. Very much Me, so. I'm okay I'm with people, that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Tom Cruise in that blonde wig was just—it's like it's he a lot. did
1: a really good job with what he was given, but like there was a certain there was more caricature than there needed to be in the way that in general, and then also he just like went very I can't even think of a polite way to say it but like he just he was just like mincing about doing the gayest thing he could possibly do and which is fine but like it's not it was it's a bit weird because it's like so I don't know his performance is is this is strange
0: I guess. Yeah, I think his performance comes across as a caricature of what somebody thinks a vampire should be. Like, yeah. they're like, I read a book on a vampire and then I saw a drag show with a person who said they were a vampire. Yeah. Um, so, vampire stuff. Done.
1: But also, it's interesting because I mean, I don't think this is why Tom Cruise chose to do what he did. But, like, again, it- sorry if you read the source material, I'm that asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, Interview with a Vampire is obviously told from Louis's perspective, and he's like not super stoked on Lestat and his general everything when he's telling the story, so he is a very unreliable narrator, and he like, he found him disappointing, so... He did, yeah. ...after yeah. anyone doing a good job of playing Lestat is going to be disappointing to the viewer as well, essentially right mm-hmm. so like he seems like this crazy caricature but also is that because he behaved that way or is that because louis is like remembered it that way because he was mad
0: <laughs> at the time right yeah i didn't like, think about it that way that's very true
1: that's how it comes across. and it's like discussed in the books because obviously like in the second book where lestat is like writing his autobiography he's like and i read that fucking trash that my ex said about me and let me tell you what like there's <laughs> there's it's like a little bit less Shady than that, but not really. Mm-hmm. He has stuff to say about how Louis remembered things. And, you know, so like that's. So some of it is just the script. Some of it is Tom Cruise just like deciding he wants to like put on lace cuffs and flounce all over a movie for a while, which like is <laughs> super And I wish he'd do it again. But like, uh... <laughs> I <laughs> but mean, the yeah. lace cups is, is the stuff.
0: thing that sells me, to be honest. <laughs>
1: the last scene where he shows up in the car and he's pulling the car I was just like I was just like this is so stupid I'm dying but also I have big feelings so I like can't be as mad about it as I need to be and like
0: oh can I can I say something with that scene so so three seconds before that you had Louis talking about finding him in some house or whatever and he didn't know what lights were but yet he can drive a car i mean oh he knew
1: it's not that he didn't know what lights were he just didn't know why like he didn't realize like it was like, a helicopter with a beam. no he, he hasn't been out of the world for that
0: long i don't know it had me very like really I mean, it, was all, or it was
1: all a little dumb yes there's a few dumb things the, the whole thing where louis talking about how he finally gets to see the sunrise with the magic of movies and then okay. like one of the like four clips they show is the famous sunset scene from gone with the wind
0: yeah well it's They're not like- to gone with the wind and superman right so- but like
1: but he's literally he's just like oh and i got to see the sunrise like sir that's not a sun
0: no not at all <laughs> one of the most
1: famous sunsets in cinematic history and you are a dumbass <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did the intern cut this part come on
1: now
2: Anyway. Like just,
0: just something with the sun on the edge just of the horizon. Free beef on my part. That's always bothered me. <laughs> Even when I was an impressionable teenager, I was like,
1: "That's a fucking ugh."
0: <laughs> the sun is going down. Very different, guys. Yeah.
1: So, yes. I mean, you can appreciate a sunset too, but you seem to have a sunrise thing. So, like, maybe mm-hmm. figure out which way it's going. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like it's such a weird movie because it's like it's a it's so beautifully made. And like you can tell that most of the people who are involved really cared about what they were doing, but then it just goes from like totally
0: sublime to like, what is this horse shit? and back again. Like <laughs> Yeah. You know? I mean it's it's one of those movies I I will, I will sort of agree with you that it's beautifully made um but there are definitely scenes in there where I was just like gorgeous gorgeous what gorgeous gorgeous." you know like
1: yeah that's that's what I mean though like they they there was such unbelievable attention detail in so many scenes and then all of a sudden they just like crap out on something major and you're like like yeah I mean sorry to go back to the theater thing but like that beautiful set with the catacombs and the and then like costumes collectively cost six dollars like what but why no don't do like spend ten dollars don't do that yeah
0: well because like, even they- the scene where he was using his um his thing and he cut one of the vampires in half and you saw like inside of the vampire Five, yeah. you're just like oh my god that's amazing but what is he wearing though that's weird
1: yeah no it, it is weird and like apparently like they lit a whole bunch of the movie with um, like uh, orange paper lanterns, so like that's one of the reasons it has such like this beautiful dreamy quality is because there's never any direct light on anything right oh okay it's like like, gorgeous mute like but like practically muted lighting and then but then yeah and so it's like oh you took so much care that you like lit it in this crazy way so that everybody would look beautiful and then the next scene you're just like what's that guy doing (laughs) and like the thing like oh like or like the scene with the poodles is like as oh. dumb as it could possibly be yeah like everybody's so outsized and it's just like like i see where you were going but you didn't really get there like you did turn this into a farce and you didn't need to yeah you know because that do- that scene does happen in the book but it's like a different like it's not it's not a seduction into poodle transition in quite the same fashion
0: Like, mm-hmm. yeah true. like like he's going for the neck and then keeps looking at the dogs and you're like, ooh, sexy dogs. It, it didn't come across as like, I don't want to bite her. It came across as like, I'm turned on by the dogs. I'm going to bite them is. Yeah. What yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, like there's definitely a scene in
1: the book where Louis ends up like eating a noble woman's poodle and Lestat is then forced to kill her. And it's just like, you just wasted this and made a mess. Like, why did you do that? But it didn't have to be like, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's, it's a very, very strange movie it is it is
0: frustrating like there were definitely like parts where i was like super interested in what was going on but then all of a sudden i just got like disconnected from it and i was like i'm like and i'd find myself like pick up my phone and i'm just like oh, no 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 put your phone back down you're watching the movie and then all of a sudden i'd be like oh yeah the, oh i remember this oh this is so cool and then staring 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 and then all of a sudden i'm like haphazardly pick up my phone and i'm like no 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 put a, put down your phone
1: yeah <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, it held my attention very well, but I think mostly that's because of my like
0: history. You're just undying <laughs> love for it. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's I mean, yeah, like even at the time, even when it like it got me into my favorite author of a decade, but also like even when I watched it as a thirteen year old, there were moments where I was just, like, What the shit is this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah when, when, a, when a child notices your mistake you know you've done something well,
1: yeah wrong. and I had like I mean I had some like reflexive rage where I was just like why am I angry and then something would happen I'd be like just, oh oh there it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah the scene where on the pier where Lestat bites Louie and then they like float up like they like are up in the air
2: mm-hmm.
1: this sucks even worse than it you like oh yeah. no
0: yeah that yeah. scene came across like it was just too much. Like I was like, it I don't. I don't like know they were trying doing. to
1: break the homoerotic tension, and that's annoying because mm-hmm. like he literally just like chose him because he lusted after him, and now he's like biting him in the neck. Like you
0: can't. Yeah, but how? How is the floating? How is the floating supposed to break? Break that? Like that just made it more. I find. But I. I mean. I mean, like like visually because there's a difference between like
1: tenderly lying together and slurping on each other's necks versus um, like now we're floating and now I'm going to like drop you and your 87 layers into the fucking river and you're going to have to like climb out like a hood rat. And yeah. Whatever. Stagger your ass home. Like <laughs> that was nobody's finest moment. That's- no,
0: not at all. Yeah.
1: yeah. To seeing Brad Pitt wet, but like he was wearing so many layers that it just looked uncomfortable. <laughs> no, no, <laughs>
0: You just look like you're lucky you didn't drown from all the weight of that fabric.
1: Yeah, and then he's just, like, staggering like a cheap drunk all the way, and, like, you're, like, okay, fine, but, like, yeah, it just seemed like they were sort of artificially breaking the mood and being, like, and, like, also just trying to make him look powerful except that nothing about that makes him look powerful because it actually just makes him look like you lost control like a jackass and, like, yeah, because, yeah, like, in that universe there are vampires who can fly but, like, they don't, they kind of, like, Levitate. They don't just like get so up in someone's veins that they accidentally end up 20 feet above the pier. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, the, right. the physics of it are dumb. The aesthetics of it are dumb. <laughs> Story point is never addressed again. So it's dumb. Like,
0: everything in here is incorrect. It just, it was just pointless and silly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to say they t- made an artistic choice that failed sure did <laughs> yeah. yeah you look so unimpressed by that comment it's fine. I just oh,
1: yeah no again like there are certain there are like a handful of moments in the movie to just like inspire me to rage and always have and like it's just like this was this was so close to a great scene again coming back to the thing where brad pitt is like yelling at the slaves from the door of the plantation which should have been like an awesome and powerful moment and instead it sounded like he was like trying not to choke on his mouthwash because he like forgot to prepare for the scene or whatever like mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and also and also when he starts burning them in the house because he's in like a rage or whatever it just came across as like i'm clumsy at first and then i still oh. have the thing so i'm gonna pretend like this wasn't an accident and i'm gonna burn the rest of it
1: it just yeah I don't hate that but like then the, the whole thing with like, like spilling the like food and the, like the crawfish, crawfish flying everywhere and it's just like mm-hmm. if, you need, if you need the help of a whole chafing dish to emote I got bad
0: news. For him. <laughs> <laughs> a whole chafing not half a chafing dish, a whole chafing.
1: Creatures well, yes. with faces no less. To throw throwing the mashed potatoes okay here we go yeah. but like yeah, I don't know. I kind of dig the scene where he's burning it all down. I'm not going to lie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Although the whole thing with a wife is kind of lame, but like the portrait and everything, like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get he's, why he's giving, they, giving I it get up. Why they, I get why they changed it to a wife, but like in the novel, it's, it's his younger brother who oh, dies wow. that causes him to like go into a tailspin. Like he takes over the plantation, and his younger brother is like very religious and probably is going to train to be a priest, but. He basically, it sounds, I think he has, like, some kind of, like, he's, like, schizophrenic or something, like, obviously they don't have for it in that era, but, like, he's, he's, like, religious to the point of mania and gets, like, increasingly unstable, and then he dies, like, falling down a flight of steps, and it, like, it might have been deliberate or it might have been, well, or it might have, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, questions around it, and that's partly Mm. why Louis, like, goes so bonkers and is, like, trying to basically like kill himself without killing himself
0: oh i guess it'd be one of those things where there'd be too much backstory to explain why, yeah, so like, crazy why for they didn't do it because it's yeah.
1: it's really easy to just be like oh yeah his wife died and now he's crazy but like but yeah there was it was a different relationship
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the book and and so and like that was like the last member of his family that he was like he was supposed to protect and then he died like on their plantation in a weird circumstance and so that's why and then but also it might have been suicide so louie like can't feels like he can't go that route so because then it like kind of confirms that so whatever the whole thing it's like a very emotional whatever but like like he's more vulner. it makes more sense how vulnerable he is to list at, i guess because
0: he's so fucked up <laughs> yeah all right that makes sense yeah, yeah. that really anyway. does change the dynamic quite a bit if you think about it in the story yeah. But I, I also think they may have like at the time trying to get away from the the homoerotic nature. You're like, "Oh, he's already a single man who wasn't married."
1: Yeah. Lived with yeah, his don't worry, brother. He had a wife. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I assume like I haven't read the book in a long time and I, I should really do it again, but like I don't I don't recall there being implications that Louis is like gay, but it would certainly make sense mm-hmm. if that was something he was struggling with.
0: Already, already, (laughs) exactly.
1: Spell of a fancy, handsome vampire. Yes,
0: who looked at, look into. Also, they actually
1: like spoke to each other. It wasn't just like
0: the weird Tinder hookup of the movie. Like they, Mm -hmm. like kind of know what he was getting into, and he did kind of know the stat before he was like, yeah. So, so so it wasn't like a random attack one night, and then all of a sudden the next day he's like, I'm gonna give you a choice, and that was it.
1: Yeah, it's a little. It's a little less wham, bam, thank you, ma'am than it is in the movie, for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more yeah. sense.
1: Even even the dad standards, that's a rough way to start a relationship.
0: <laughs> I mean, everybody else, he just murders randomly, so it's fine. He's yeah. it a little murdery, it's true. Yeah. I did, I did like the fact that he saved him, and he's like, where are we? Like, we're in a crypt. Like, what did he call them? Uh, like, like, no not like commoners he says a very funny line when they wake up in the crypt after the oh the house. oh
1: yeah uh peasants they call them maybe peasants, peasants. yes I think so. yes yes yeah, sort we're of in a crypt like peasants
0: oh, yeah i did laugh at that line i was like yeah
1: uh, that was funny that whole scene is great because he's just like
0: what did you do like, like look what, what you've, you've done. done we had a we had a nice house and we, we had money and we had stuff. And now look at us like <laughs> yeah yeah i did i, I never- did agree with that line yes
1: For sure. Yeah. Louis never had to think about practicalities because he's always had this like giant ass plantation house at his disposal. And now it's like, well, you just burned all your money to the ground. So good luck with that, I guess.
0: Yeah. Have a good time with that.
1: Yeah. You can live in a crypt and eat rats, I suppose. But also, how about a fancy apartment in the French Quarter?
0: (laughs) Where did they get all their money? They didn't seem to work anymore. His house was burnt down. I guess they did have banks still. So they would have had
1: lestat well, would have had some money. of his own mo- money
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean it wasn't totally a sugar baby scenario like i guess yeah yeah he would have had some but also i mean if you're willing to kill whoever you just pick their pockets or you take their stuff like
0: that's true i didn't think about sort yes. of a
1: suggestion at that point so it was a lot easier to <laughs> part a fool from their money yes <laughs>
0: it very easily yeah mm. they
1: probably just ate whoever the landlord was of the, the apartment and like
0: then, and like, this is so our house so, now thank you yeah
1: yeah i drew up a document <laughs> come at me bro
0: <laughs> like can you prove this isn't real because if well, you can i'll really just murder you now
1: actors, and if they did then we probably just ate them so it's fine yeah
0: or claudia yeah mm-hmm. oh
1: that's true well never in the house never <laughs> <laughs> that scene is so great. Yeah. the <laughs> piano teacher and everything. Just like,
0: what have we told you?
1: Never in the house.
0: <laughs> That's like, you know, kids running in the house. You're like, what have we said?
1: But yeah. this time it's death. It's That's fine. don't leave bodies in the house.
0: <laughs> yeah, I live by that rule every day. Mhm.
1: I'm a big fan of not having corpses on my property. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it
0: works yeah. So well. Mhm. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, On that note, um, any final thoughts? I can't wait for the new series
1: because there's a lot of stuff this didn't deal with that I hope that they will.
0: I am, now that I know that this is a thing that's happening, I am quite curious. I must admit.
1: It's like this is one of those like weird cursed properties. Like because the novel came out in 76 and then the movie came out in
0: 94.
1: 95?
0: 94?
1: Like and, like, at some point, like, people bought the movie rights, and then they, like, lost them, and then, like, it was, like, I don't know, like, five different studios had them before it finally got made, and then, like, since then, it's been, like, if they've reverted. I think they finally reverted to her, but, like, Dan Rice, but, like, it's, like, people are, like, people, like, step up to take a swing, and it's, like, oh, yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Like, it just keeps not getting exploited and it's weird because like i mean she's you know a dozen novels in this series plus like the mayfair witches which i think is also being adapted but like she's like an unbelievable best-selling author and like vampires were huge and yet somehow like the godmother of vampire stories like couldn't get her shit made into movies for love or money like for like weird studio reasons
0: well i think one of the reasons why it fell apart too is because um what is it queen of the damned came out a couple of years after that one and then
1: oh oh, oh, oh please don't speak yeah. to me about that holy and, shit
0: well and i think that's the thing that kind of shut it down well
1: that was definitely a blip but that's what i mean like even before this movie got made the rights were owned by multiple people like oh it, no but Sorry. yeah also queen of the damned was like fuck awful
0: yeah well it was actually in 2002 so that was a good 12 year um, eight years later yeah, uh, so maybe that, that wasn't the, the problem. I
1: remember sitting in the theater watching that movie and like basically hiding behind my popcorn bag, just like, What in the MTV hell is this? Yeah. And at some point, one of the friends I was with who was sitting next to me turned to me. He'd also read the books, but he wasn't like a super fan like me. And I remember he turned to me and he was just like, I'm sorry, this is happening to you. Like, Thank you. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh yeah I mean I know for a fact I saw this in the theater and I bitched and moaned about it but for the life of me except for Aaliyah being in it I don't remember anything about this movie
1: but also she was completely wasted in it because she like she was like stunning and she looked the part but her they did a thing to her voice she sounded like some fucking bella clad idiot in a phone booth like it was mm-hmm. a nightmare
0: I remember her not even being in it as much as you thought she was gonna be in it I mean, that's
1: actually true to the book. And also oh, okay. they stuffed a bunch of, like, so Queen of the Damned is the third book in the series, and the second one is the Vampire Lestat, and they crammed a bunch of the storyline from the Vampire Lestat into, like, the setup of Queen of the Damned, and then didn't talk of any of the cool stuff, and then just kind of, like, skipped ahead. But, like, even in even in, if you did Queen of the Damned perfectly, like, she's not, it wouldn't be the, like...
0: She's just- I'm sorry listeners you're missing the pain on her face she tries to <laughs> articulate her feelings
1: <laughs> oh, it's not even yeah I mean whatever I've been a babbling fool tonight, anyway but like yeah she- there's-, there's a lot of the storyline where she is a symbol before she becomes a person again I guess that is the short answer mm-hmm. so that actually does sort of make sense but yeah I don't know that that whole movie was like it was like a music video that like got power happy and (laughs) started to eat the neighbors it was weird
0: (laughs) um and I think this is even before Underworld came out and stuff and that was like the same kind of like dark stylized practically a music video thing I could not get
1: into those movies at all
0: i watched all of which is them.
1: weird because again i should be like their t- primary like target demographic and i remember like being like I, I think i watched the first one and at the end i was just like i don't that was kind of boring
0: <laughs> no my problem with the first one is that you know they made such a big deal about this half vampire half werewolf dude and then when he transforms you're just like this this is the lamest thing you could think of it's just like he was just like painted black from head to toe and growled you're just like what is happening yeah a thing yeah he's like if like the crazy
1: scary thing from Hannibal was boring yeah (laughs) yes also the costume design was shitty because I remember at some point just being like Kate Beckinsale is like smoking hot and hot chicks in pvc are smoking hot and somehow they've made Kate Beckinsale in pvc not hot
0: how'd they do that what you're crazy
1: mostly but then like there were certain period where it was just like i don't understand how she looks boring that shouldn't be possible uh
0: maybe all day
1: every day come on but no somehow in that movie i don't know it was confounding that's why i'm like still mad about it even though i don't remember like most of the plot
0: i mean to be honest the the prequel movie they did for it was the best movie in the series is it blood no no awaken no rise of the lichens (laughs) (laughs) sorry i had to go through each one of them um yeah like that one was like the prequel that set up like the first movie it was great and i'm sorry michael sheen you forget michael sheen does like cheesy movies like this like he was in freaking twilight for christ's sake but like okay. in this, he's like the leader of the werewolves and stuff, and how he growls and shit. You're just like, this is amazing. Love is it. Is
1: that how he ended up married to Kate Beckinsale?
0: <laughs> Possibly. I, don't I, know. So. I have no idea.
1: They were definitely married to each other for a long period of time. So,
0: oh, I there is he's something I never Gentiles knew. knew. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't know, but yeah. Huh. Now, now I'm reading bios. That- now you're down a rabbit hole. Sorry. Why yeah. have you done this? Yes, the things you're you wondering. find out randomly sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whatever. I love this stupid vampire movie.
0: <laughs> it is stupid. There are vampires. I yeah. do like it.
1: I mean, it's not like Twilight stupid. At least I can't. So- I can't. I can't engage with that franchise. I can't do it. I almost bought the book and then I like, I had it in my hand and I was like walking to the cash and then I read the back and I was like, oh, I gotta go. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I did almost watch one of the movies on TV. Um, I saw five minutes of it. It was like a scene in like a cafeteria or something. I don't fucking know. But anyways, I couldn't, I, I was like, I can't do this. And I walked away from it. I was like, "Like I, I want to watch it just so that I have the knowledge and I could properly rip it no, apart."
1: No, no. You don't, but want at the same time, it. you want no. to have seen it. That's different.
0: That okay? Yes. Okay. Yes. Let's put it that way. I want there to you. have seen it.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Um, but I, I just can't bring myself to do it, and. I could-
1: even eh. if it wasn't like a creepy Mormon abstinence parable parable, like it's full of people who don't want to be there and the colors are all out of whack and like I just the physics don't make sense. Tiny little people come become these giant wolves and it's like matter cannot be created or destroyed. What is happening? So yeah.
0: It's magical.
1: Although at least they use real wolves and not like that weird Harry Potter spindly garbage that I still can't watch that third sort of movie. No, it's one of my favorite books because the werewolves look so bad that it just like makes me a hollering crazy person you're making yikes faces you haven't watched
0: watched it no Mm -mm. that's fine
1: i don't give a shit about the movies i like the books but also now
0: i don't engage much because fuck that girl (laughs) 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 she ruined it for everybody um
1: shut up and here we all are
0: yeah, the worst part is is that she said something stupid, then she doubled down instead of just being quiet. And you're just like, now what? Double Maddie down. She
1: made a fucking industry out of doubling down. She's yeah.
0: So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that then. Mm. But, but
1: yeah, don't shit on your beautiful and inclusive fandom.
0: Yeah. So moral of this episode is we don't have to talk about the Incredibles. You should just watch the Incredibles because it's yeah. so good. And Interview with the Vampire is a clusterfuck of 90s-ness that you need to just, you need to experience for yourself. Right.
1: And also talk to me about Yes. (laughs) If anyone wants to talk about Interview with the Vampire, holla at your girl. (laughs) (laughs) Love it.
0: Uh, Well, thank you so much for being here and having a little chat with me. (laughs) I'm sorry about how much you're going to have to edit this episode, but it's been fun. yay um yeah a little bit of editing is gonna happen but no it'll be fine it'll be fine the listeners are going to love it
1: i'm excited to see what the incredible section turns into
0: <laughs> it's, it's five seconds of like talking about the incredibles a bunch of random stuff in the middle go watch the incredibles that's it that's all of it <laughs> um well that's it for this episode of off my shelf uh until next time you can follow along on instagram and twitter at oh my shelf or you can send an email to O at gmail.com on the next episode we'll be talking about the movies invaders from mars and jackie brown hope you'll be here to listen